After being bitten by a wolf in rural Vermont, aging book editor Will Randall finds himself full of youthful vigor. Randall then discovers that he's been fired and replaced by Stuart Swinton, a vicious young executive. As Randall struggles to regain his position, he becomes enthralled with Laura Alden, his former boss's daughter. And as increasingly animal-like urges begin to overwhelm him, Randall worries that he may be a werewolf. Welcome to another installment of Midnight Double Feature, and tonight we'll be covering 1994's Wolf, directed by Mike Nichols. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another installment of Midnight Double Feature. Uh, I am Colin, along with my intrepid co-host Zoheb. Say hello, Zoheb. Hello, hello. I don't know what intrepid means, but I hope it's good. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for your things are heating up over here. We're getting excited. We've got a lot of big news coming out soon. Um, we've had some some good possibilities uh, present themselves to us. So it's it's it, things are getting really really good. I'm also really excited to be covering this movie. Um, this is I'm just gonna say right here. This is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. I, it's it's I'm not saying it's one of the best. I want to make that distinction clear. You know, I, this is not one of the best movies of all time, but it is fucking great, and I love this movie. Um, I, I grew up watching this with my younger brother or my older brother Austin uh, and my older brother Adam. Uh, of course, I think I've said this a thousand times on here, but when you've got two older brothers, um, you know you're gonna see a lot of shit you probably shouldn't see when you're. I think I was four when this came out, um, and I remember watching this probably at like six or seven or something like that i i I think it is r-rated i think so um but i mean for a kid for a kid growing up in the bible belt in in the united states it's hard to get your hands on some r-rated shit sometimes um but yeah i mean how are you doing tonight so what'd you think of this movie I'm good, dude. I'm good. Uh, I'm sure you can probably tell by the sound of my voice. I am very under the weather. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Poor little bitch. Um, <laughs> well, Matt, it's funny because uh, on our upcoming attractions episode last week, um, Matt and I were talking about how good the weather is. And um, it seems like whenever the kind of the weather kind of like shifts, like I'm just like, I'm just, uh, I just fucking get thrown out, man. I'm just like out like, uh, like. Oh, no, See I do the later. same thing, dude. It, it fucks yeah. me up hardcore. Like, here comes the phlegm, turn the fucking nose tap on, like, you know, it's all the fuck, it's all the bullshit again. I'm just like, I hope I'm in the peak of it right now because I want to go, I want to just fucking enjoy my weekend, man. Like, it's Friday night and I'm just like, I don't want this to be my weekend. Right, dude. But, yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. I guess it's the way things go sometimes. But this movie... <laughs> this is what this is this is this is okay so we are coming at this from two very different perspectives um oh boy do you know how old i was when i first saw this movie were you even born yet were you what a year old um yeah i was a year old but when i first saw this movie i was 24 year- years old and that was today Oh, I thought you said. Sorry, I thought you said when this movie came out. I told I like no, uh, no, no, no. because <laughs> no, you're rightfully. talking about because you're talking you're talking about the first time you saw it, and I was like, I'm gonna drop because <laughs> I already told you off air. That's like we don't. I just want to like make one thing clear. We don't talk about the movies that we like once we've seen them. We don't really talk about them off air much. Like we don't really. 
we don't really discuss like our thoughts on them um, too much. Like we we try and like put it on on the mics as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with this movie, man, I first saw this uh, for the first time today. So I have no attachment to this movie. I have zero nostalgia. Absolutely nothing. Um, God, what what did I think of it? Um, I am okay. Let me. <laughs> Let me just go go the the roundabout way, because <laughs> uh, it's a podcast. So let me tell you, let me tell you like a story kind of way. Um, I am sorely lacking in werewolves in my sort of like film filmography, like whatever wherever I've seen. Um, I'm very well versed in vampires. Obviously, I know werewolf law, um, like L O R E, not L A W, because nothing exists. <laughs> um, um, but. I haven't seen very many good, like, werewolf movies. I mean, off the top of my head, I, I, I really want to see an American werewolf in London. I haven't seen it. Um, what? I want to see... Yeah, I know. Fuck fuck me, right? Um, I want to see Teen Wolf. I haven't seen Teen Wolf. Um, what? I know. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking killing you over here. Um, unfortunately, I've seen Joe Johnston's uh, Wolfman. <laughs> That's the That's, one that uh, I don't mind it, but no, it's out of all of those. Mm. It's like you've seen that one, but it's like, oh my god. Well, I'll make a comparison to that movie later on in this episode because this movie's got some of that in this. Oh, mm. What? Yeah, or like or the other way around, whatever the fuck. Um, so yeah, man, my my werewolf sort of filmography is really really lacking. Um, that that being said, man, I I really like. Um, I, I like the way I like werewolf mythology. Like, um, you know, in pop culture, it takes <laughs> basically a werewolf is you know if, if you don't know werewolves by now, then fuck fuck you. Like, I mean, you, you, <laughs> I mean, you you have to know werewolves, right? I mean, like, even if you haven't seen a movie about werewolves, you have to know. Like, you know, once someone gets bitten, they get transformed and, like, this kind of like primal sort of state takes them over. They have no control over their bodies. Um, you know, silver bullets are a thing, so silver bullets can, like, usually kill a, a werewolf, like, it's a thing. Um, so, when I watched this movie, um, the things that really stood out to me was... It, <laughs> it was more... It was I, I kind of really liked the whole Jack Nicholson's character, Will Randall, slowly sort of figuring out that something's wrong with him. Not Not really the end product, like... Um, look, the Rick, the, the special effects and makeup by Rick Baker are fantastic. Um, he's mm-hmm. a, he's a legend. Um, but I, I actually preferred the aspects of, of Will, Will, um, kind of like coming to terms with who he, like what's happening to him. Um, just slowly like figuring out that, you know, he's got, he's growing hair in like weird places and no, not his nether regions. <laughs> Fucking children. <laughs> um, I really like that kind of sort of part of it. I, I, I really, really dug the, like, call me old-fashioned and boring, but I really like the whole sort of corporate fucking backstabbing. Um, James Spatter's character in this is a slime ball, but I fucking love him. <laughs> Dude, he's one of the fucking no. <laughs> best parts of this movie, man. He's great. He is. Dude, he is fantastic. By the way, this movie, it's uh, the Joker and Catwoman teaming up against Ultron. Like, right, come on, yeah. man. That's oh fucking my God, awesome. I mean, the the- the names in this movie alone, especially Christopher Plummer, Richard Jenkins. It was yeah, like, what the we, fuck? Yeah, we talked about Jenkins on on the Spotlight episode. Um, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, holy shit. 
the dude um and that's another thing I had never heard of this movie before you kind of brought it up. I, I'm going to, like, when I finish my thoughts, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, so let me put a pin in that. But, um, yeah, I'd never heard of this movie, dude. And I was really surprised because, like, it's very rare for me not to hear of a movie starring Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, James Spader, Richard Jenkins, and Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Like, Christopher Plummer is a fantastic actor. If you haven't yeah. seen, um, if you haven't seen, um, <clears throat> The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the, the, the remake with, uh, Daniel Craig, really, really good. Um, and he was just nominated for an Oscar in, um, uh, all the money in the world, uh, where he replaced Kevin Spacey after all that controversy, but he was really good in that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, this um, <laughs> as a as an overall though, I'm I'm not entirely in love with this movie. Um, and maybe that's just because I'm so I'm coming into it very late. I have no nostalgia wrapped up in it. Um, I think it's just because. Uh, everything like the acting and all that is great it's just a lot of it is very straightforward to me and i think it feels straightforward is because um only because we've had so many so much sort of werewolf coverage in games and 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 movies i've probably played more werewolf in games than movies Mm -hmm. so especially since 1994 there's been so much stuff dude like that's that's insane it's like what nearly 24 that's 24 years like it's insane um so I didn't. I didn't love it. I liked it. Uh, some parts of it, I was like, "This is kind of dragging on a little bit." Um, mm. Like the use of slow motion in this movie is ridiculous. I was like, "Can we fucking get a move on, please?" Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I know. I know exactly where you're talking about too. Oh my god. Um, yeah, but the question I wanted to pass over to you, Colin. Why the fuck did I just spend two hours of uh, Jack Nicholson kind of running around looking rabid? Like, uh, tell me why you chose this movie. I mean, like, I know you said it's one of your favorites, but, like, you kind of, like, plucked this out of, like, the air. Like, because, like, whenever we kind of finish an episode, like, we're always, like, thinking about the next movie to cover. So, you were like, oh, let's let's go for Wolf. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's... Um and I mean, not to just like, you know, step, just cut right in there, but like, it's, it's honestly because there's a, I have this weird, I, I don't know, I guess you can call it almost like a hipsterish kind of thing about movies like this that are like, you know, that <clears throat> it's like, do you know that there's a movie with Michelle Fiverr and Jack Nicholson where Jack Nicholson is a werewolf? People are like, what? Oh, I get you. Like, I've never heard of that before. Or, you know, it's kind of like in the same vein as like, um, uh, flatliners or, um, or, you know, like, or like powder, you know, like movies like that, that, I mean, have like a crazy good cast behind them and people, I mean, powder's got Jeff Goldblum, Lance Henriksen, Mary Steenburgen. I mean, there's so many people in that movie. Um, and there's a lot of these movies that just kind of get like lost to the wayside in the, especially in the early nineties. See, um, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we have this partnership because I love discovering, new shit like that i mean like it's even though it's not new they've been out for fucking years like decades mm-hmm. but they just get lost in time like like they just you know the actors move on to something bigger and better um or like the movie just kind of like gets you know lost in the sand or some shit like that um so i, I like when i sat down to watch this man i was really keen for it i was like because the the opening scene alone like it, it's such a good such a good um a good way to grab the audience and i was just like in it man like um you know we'll get into the movie and where i have problems with it where it kind of like dies down a little bit but 
Um, yeah, man, this 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 movie, the, it, it's good. It's good. It's not great. Um, someone said on Instagram that it was underrated. Um, I I think it's perfectly rated. <laughs> um, just like I think it's six point two or some shit like that on IMDb. Usually, I don't really go that go by those, but I think that that might be sort of accurate. <laughs> I know that sounds like I'm I'm lowballing it, but um, it's, no, it's it has a, it has the potential to be something a lot more. And it does. I, it, it seems does. like and it's it, going somewhere that it never really fulfills. Right, and it doesn't. It doesn't squander. Like it doesn't squander the potential. Like it, it use it. It. I th- I think it'll benefit a bit more if it wasn't so romance driven. Mm. Um. But I mean, look the the chemistry between Nicholson and Pfeiffer is actually pretty good. So I'm really I'm really glad that they kind of use that. Um. Oh, but dude, I I, I kind of got to put it at the top here. I got bored so quickly. So quickly of Jack Nicholson's wolf puns or dog puns. Oh like yeah, the, absolutely. The, oh, the little been, I was, fucking I've been remarks. A good, boy. Oh, <laughs> good God, man, they're brutal, brutal. Right. Um, Especially right. I mean, right off the top, some of his first dialogue dialogue is "I begged." It's like, dude. Uh, like, I mean, we we get it. Like, I, I I can understand dropping one like once or twice here or there, just kind of like a bit of a pun, bit of a joke. But it's like, especially once once he doesn't know. That he's a wolf. It's like, oh, maybe that's like a kind of like, oh, that's a little bit of foreshadowing. Maybe he bad. Yeah. Ah, I see that. But like doing but then it, then he's it, like when he's in on the joke, like right, it gets very old very quickly. But yeah. I, I really, um, there's something about this movie, and it's not, it's not just the fact that it has, um, and this name might mean nothing to you, uh, David Hyde Pierce. Uh, he plays Roy. Yeah, from Frasier. Yeah, from Frasier. Okay, awesome. I didn't know how familiar you were with Frasier. I, I grew up I, with that. Uh, I've never seen an episode, but I know it. <laughs> okay. It, it, I grew up with it. Uh, it was always on right before Seinfeld at 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Um, and we, I mean, I watched a lot of it. I still watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, and it's one of the few sitcoms that I can actually sit down and still watch. I try to watch stuff like Home Improvement or th- you know, th- like things that I grew up with in nice. the 90s like that. Uh, and they're awful. They're really, there's only so, there's there's just only so few of them that really still transcend that. And, and Seinfeld is one. Um, and Frasier is, is it kind of. It doesn't. It's it's still a little bit lagging. But besides the fact that it has David Hyde Pierce in it, uh, who's great. I love him. I love David Hyde Pierce and everything. Um, Have you seen um, Wet Hot American Summer? Uh, I think like the first ten minutes of it. I don't think I ever finished. Oh, it. okay. He's good. He's good in that. It's fucking. Ri- they're they're they are ridiculous movie. That, that it's a show on Netflix and a movie, mm. and they're fucking ridiculous. But they're stupid funny. Like they're actually pretty funny. But there's there's something about this there's something about this movie that reminds me a lot of Frasier. There's a lot of it has a lot to do with uh, hmm. I guess almost like the upper echelons of society. It has a lot of people you know in black who probably go to black tie events and go to the opera and you know, have brunch and, you know, very professional kind of, um, kind of jobs. And everyone's very, um, uh, especially, especially with the fact that this is an editing house, you know, there's a lot of, I feel like, um, it's, it's very artistic in a way, um, which is just kind of like a general saying of the word, but it's, it's, it kind of has this, uh, 
very highbrow kind of feel to it. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, we're, we're meeting with the executive of a company. I'm the editor-in-chief of an entire publishing house and what looks to be one of the biggest publishing houses. I can't, I don't think they, I guess it's, I think it's new, I think they live in New York, isn't that right? Yeah, or, it looks, uh, I mean, you definitely get shots of the Empire State Building, so yeah, okay. it's definitely New York, yeah. Um, so it feels very upscale and that kind of thing. So it's awesome to see that kind of juxtaposed with an animalistic side. Um, in a weird way, it's almost kind of like Predator 2. You know, we have like this wild thing in the concrete jungle, which I think is awesome. Uh, is that I, really I, a movie you want to compare this to, though? Oh, oh well, no, I'm not going to lie. I actually, I like both those, both these movies about the same. I know a lot of people oh, okay. hate, I know a lot you of people what? hate Predator 2, but I like it. I, I'm, I'm probably going to agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I actually do agree with you. Uh, in terms of quality, they're probably about, about the same. Um, I don't, I don't like Predator 2. I think it's okay. So same, same, same with this, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, I, th I think that it's interesting just to see all these people, um, because uh, one thing, all of the people around Will Randall are just seem so fake that like yes. so many of them are, are fake and just, you know, oh, ha, 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 yes, I'll see you at squash, Richard. You know, they kind of like they're yeah. it's almost like a like bit an American of, psycho thing. Thank right? you. I was. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah. a bit of fucking Patrick Bateman, like in everybody. Yeah. Um, but as I, I like seeing them. This is somebody who's probably grown up in this. Will Randall probably went to a good college and, you know, he has a great job. And he's well respected, you know, but at the same time, seeing this kind of, you know, seeing the change in him and seeing that all these things that I feel like he's worked so hard to be, you know, he is kind of, you know, he enjoys them, but he seems very disinterested with them by the end of it. You know, he, like he even says at one point, I haven't drank, I haven't made love in so long, you know, basically he hasn't been living it up. You know, he's been work, work, work and yeah, your reputation and your respect and blah, blah, blah. But he hasn't been living really, you know, he's just kind of been going through the motions, which is what I took from it. And it's kind of why I feel like he doesn't have a problem with this thing taking him over. Like he does it, you know, he doesn't really know what's going on, but he never really seems horrified well, by it. He doesn't it. seem that bothered by it. Like, I mean, that I think maybe that was, see, you're looking at it. I, I, I really love these episodes because you, you do tend to give me a new sort of, a different sort of perspective on, on the, on the movies that I've sort of like newly introduced, uh, newly introduced to because i i didn't that was a problem for me with this movie he didn't seem too phased by it like sure he goes and seeks out the the doctor uh sorry the 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 writer or whatever the the, the indian guy mm -hmm. um and when he sees the hairs and shit like that he does try and cover it up but like he doesn't i mean he really doesn't seem too phased um right. and that he's, was he's that was a problem to me yeah um but I, I, i'm really i'm really glad you brought up that that point actually yeah, because, I mean, it, it really, it's um, it's giving him a chance to, it's giving him a chance to live. It's giving him a chance to, as you're, you know, he's getting older, obviously. Um, you know, you always see him, you know, wearing the glasses and, and you know, or you're having trouble, um, especially, um, especially waking up. You know, that, like, it, it always seems like there's a lot of this, uh, like, he seems like a very tired old man at the beginning of this. He He plays that very well, and especially as time goes on. And we see the the more of the animal side start coming out of him. It's great because he's got just kind of just this carelessness. He's kind of got this like whatever come what may kind of mentality because he's like, I know something that you don't know. 
Uh, and I, th- I, th- I think that's really cool. But it's not until much later on that we get kind of like his, oh, my God, like what the fuck is going on when it starts to you know hurt people around him and strangers, um, which, you know, it seems it seems right. You know, if he were not trying to hand not trying to get a grip on this thing and he was out just murdering people left and right, he's like, oh, whatever, you know, no big deal. Um, it would just I could see that being a much a, a much worse movie. Um, but I, I like the way that this goes, um, because, I mean, also, who do you approach? Who do you go to? You know, like you go to a doctor and tell him, hey, I I think I wake up in the middle of the night and turn into a half werewolf and go hunt down deer in the middle of day for night shots. Like, I don't I don't really know. Like, <laughs> like, I, I don't really know what what to who who would you tell, you know? Um, but mm, I mean, that's true. I, 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 I guess I'd go to a church. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, without any uh, without any ado, let's just go ahead and jump right into this bitch. Um, let's get into this. Biatch. <laughs> Dude, um, before you start with this this opening scene, and before you say it, because I know you're going to, this is The Shining, right? <laughs> like, oh, right. Dude, I honestly, Dude. I was not going to say that. I wasn't even thinking oh, about okay. it. Because it's like he's driving, like, it's like The Shining mixed with misery. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy shit. Wow. That's, that's I, you, you would figure me being the bigger King fan that I would have caught that, but it's like, ah, well, nope, nope, not at all. Well, it started and I was like, oh, Conan, uh, Conan, Conan, Jesus, Colin, Colin is having a, he's fucking masturbating to this. Like, he's like, he's just <laughs> I mean, like, I was, yeah. but not for, not for the same reasons. Uh, oh, you stopped. Okay. Okay, cool. No, yeah, no, I mean, you Michelle, oh. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I mean, yes. Um, oh, dude, but- she, she looks amazing. Like, um, we'll get to it later, but there are moments, man, when I was like, she was the perfect choice to play Catwoman. Oh, like, God, yeah. That's like perfect casting to the max, man. Um, oh, dude. I didn't I- even realize it until, like, I watched this. Yeah, like I, I would have, you know, she's, she's, she has just, I mean, not only very like almost like feline features, very, you know, bright, colorful eyes, and you know, very like pointy kind of angles, but just there, yeah. she kind of has this like walk. She has this yeah, swanky just like she kind moves. Of, yeah, it's excellent. And her um, voice, yeah, but we'll get to her, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, we just start with this uh, with the opening credits. A lot of names right off the bat: James Spader, Richard Jenkins, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jack Nicholson. Christopher Plummer, did you catch who does the music, Zoheb? Yes, I did. Ennio Morricone. Holy shit, dude. I, like, I, knew, I knew you weren't going to miss that. <laughs> I fucking knew it. No, I don't. See, especially for, especially for movies that I'm being introduced to and watching for the first time at this age, I usually do watch these opening credits. Like, uh, I know a lot of people don't um, that our age, like, people just don't watch them. Um, but, man, I, I do, for sure, especially director of photography and music. Um and written by, um, and obviously, probably by the time I've seen it, I know who's directing it. So, yeah, man, holy shit, Ennio Morricone, uh, The Thing, and Hateful Eight, like, the guy's a fucking legend when it comes to music. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's like, dude, that, because um, I think he did, he did Django as well, didn't he? Yeah, oh, he did parts of Django, he didn't do right. the entire Django score, but, um, yeah, yeah, he's, um... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's known for his westerns as well, um, like the spaghettis. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll confirm. I'm, I'm trying to confirm that. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, Sergio Leone movies. Yeah, so the spaghetti westerns. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, fucking Rick Baker, as we were talking about. I mean, just, just yeah. a little bit in case you don't know who Rick Baker is. The Howling, American Werewolf in London, Star Wars, The Exorcist, <clears throat> um, 
Starman, Into the Night, Videodrome, The Thriller Video, Coming to America, Gremlins 2, The Rocketeer, Batman Forever, The Frighteners, Men in Black, Ghost. I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, yeah, man. I, everyone, I, I, everyone knows everyone knows Stan Winston, but mm-hmm. Rick Baker is fucking awesome, too. Right. There's like the holy trinity of like Rob Bottin, Rick Baker, and Stan yes. Winston. Like those three guys are just unstoppable. But um, yeah, I, I love these. I love these first opening shots and the fact that there's no dialogue in this whole scene. We it, like yeah. it, it, nothing, and we immediately get the action. We don't. We don't know anything about Will Randall's life. It's almost genius because in a lot of werewolf movies, we're going to see him live his life. You know, go into his house, say hello to his, uh, say hello to his spouse. You know, or you know, say hello to his kids and see his whole life and see him at his job. And then he gets bitten, and then we see the deterioration of those eggs. But it's almost genius in a way because we see him get bit through the scene and then you know because it's going to take time for this thing to start kind of taking him over and why not use the time that we're going to spend building his life and building these things up and have that taking yeah oh i was gonna say finding finding about his life finding out about his life afterwards Um, right it's fucking it's fucking great right yeah we, we get a lot of shit set up very quickly in this movie um but i love i i i love the shot of him like hitting it i thought it was i thought i was like man I feel like this is going to be a lot lamer than I remember it. Um, <laughs> I was afraid it was just going to look really cheesy. Uh, it's pretty effective. Yeah. The only thing, you know, basically, basically, you know, Will Randall hits this wolf, goes out, pokes it with a stick, which is a great idea. Poke it with a stick. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I, like, I get it. This guy, I mean, it's nice. Get out, check on the animal, you know, because Lindsay and I were watching this. She's like, why doesn't he just leave it in the road? And I was like, yeah, why doesn't he just leave it in the road? I was like, well, I guess in case anybody else hits it, you know, that would send him flying off and fucking kill him probably. I guess um, it's also one of those movie things as well, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, yeah. like he has to go no, I, out there. <laughs> and I think I think I think he's also kind of intrigued that he's seeing an actual wolf in this area because like whenever he brings up, Oh, I was bitten by a wolf and everyone else is like, No, there's no wolves in this area. Um like I I, I don't know that because I'm not from around there. But, right, yeah. I don't um, know. Yeah, I don't know either. I I've never seen a wolf. I live in the south. Um, yeah. But I love, you know, basically Will gets bitten trying to move the animal. I love just as soon as he even puts hands on that thing, it just snaps yeah. up on him. It doesn't let him get, you know, I love that it just snaps up on him immediately. Um, <clears throat> but the wolf falls off, you know, Will gets back in the car, drives away. And this is where we see, you know, uh, I, I I think there's actually more than one wolf as he's retreating to the car. Yeah, um, I, I was I was taken aback by that. I was like, is there more? And it turns out there is. Right, it's it's kind of tricky to see. Um, I fucking hate the way this wolf looks at him as he drives off. It looks terrible. <laughs> it looks it weird. Looks awful. Yeah. Um, it looks I, weird. I mean, like, I, I I guess he's he they're trying to do like this sort of animatronic thing, and it ends up being a little too uh, I I don't know a little too robotic looking. I, I'd say. Oh God, yes, man. Because I'm like, just give me a silhouette of a wolf. You know, I, mm, I'm fine with that. that give me something. Right, I don't need to see this thing it, having a Yoda pondering moment. Like it literally, it looks like it's pontificating. Like, but just, they they really want us to see the eyes. I think for later. Right. Yeah. But like, but that's another thing. It's like I've seen the thing on the ground. It like opens up an eye at him as it's pulling it. Like yeah. I've seen the eye. Like I get it. I'm like, oh god, it's fucking. Yeah. By the way, he does a. Um, you haven't seen the new Jurassic World, have you? Uh no. Oh good. Uh, don't. But um, he he does this thing where it's like, I'm going to spoil Jurassic Park for you. I don't. I, I mean, you do you care? It's not really that major. I mean, I don't um, give a fuck. Somebody listening might, yeah. but I don't give a fuck. Well, fucking somebody listening, you can skip forward next thirty seconds. <laughs> Literally, there's there's a scene where like they knock out this this 
crazy as fucking raptor and like he stupidly goes into the cage with him and the raptor is like playing him like he opens his eyes and looks at the camera like this does and then he closes his eyes like in time for the camera so the character doesn't see and this that's what this kind of reminded me of like the wolf is like opening its eye and like just kind of like hey i'm still alive but i don't want this guy to know that i'm still alive (laughs) but i want you to know it audience yeah yeah Um, but uh yeah and this is where we you know we see um a bit of Will Randall's life. He's basically in Vermont having somebody sign these contracts. You know, uh, I begged. You know, that's that whole, that whole great joke, um, which I know you love so much. But basically, oh, uh, <laughs> Will Randall is editor-in-chief of McLeish House uh, Publishing House in New York. Uh, I mean, I, I, obviously it's fictional, but, I mean, seems like a pretty well-to-do place. I mean, I, would, I, I walking through it, it's like, that is, there's so much wood. And that's not the first time I've said that sentence, but in a totally different context. <laughs> like, throughout the whole, throughout the whole, I mean, publishing oh, office, boy. like, I, I, I love the architecture of this place, actually. I would love to work there. Um, it's very old school. Right. Yeah. It looks, it looks great, especially with just everything being linoleum and, um, you know, fluorescent lighting these days. Like, it's like, wow, that um, place has some class, man. I'm thinking that maybe they'll have a term- termite problem because there's so much wood. Oh, my God. Yeah. They just come to work one day and it just falls down. Uh, this this is the only time we've talked about wood and not penis wise, but yeah, right. That's I yeah. had to make that distinction earlier on. I, know. Um, <laughs> I was like, come on, man, that's that's low hanging fruit. It's like right there. Speaking of low hanging fruit, ew. Um, <laughs> nice, but yeah, um, but yeah. Basically, uh, we're you know we're meeting um, we're meeting uh, Roy, who's played by David Hyde Pierce, and we're also uh, we're meeting Will Secretary Mary, uh, who's played by uh, oh god, I had her name Eileen Atkins. Um, She's boring as fuck. Yeah, she is. She is very. She looks like a, a Hogwarts instructor. Like she <laughs> like she definitely seems like someone who would know how to cast some expelliarmus. Hell. How dare you, Sully Harry Potter? <laughs> How dare you? Well, she um, basically, you know, th- this is where uh, they're talking about this deal with Alden that's been going on. Will thinks he has a doctor's appointment. You know, some of this old man shit, like we were talking about. You know, he's kind of forgetting things. You know, it, well, yeah, kind of- that I, I like. Um, I mean, <clears throat> these two are loyal to him. Mm-hmm. Like, um, th- th- I like it. You know, uh, if you get the axe, then I'm coming with you. And basically, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson's like, no, you need a salary, you stay. Um, and I like these two because they kind of like contrast the fake nice that um, Spader Spader's character is. Yeah, right. Um, and his own wife. <clears throat> I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, but dude, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. He's always been an actor that's kind of scared me, and I don't know if it's from The Shining, and I don't know if it's from his portrayal as the Joker. Like, just his face as an actor, he's as a maniacal. person, he looks scary. Like, even, I know he's trying to be nice here, but, like, he's always been a scary-looking dude to me. Right, as his eyebrows come up in that natural point that, like, oh. some, I think that's why Stephen King actually had a problem with him in The Shining. He said that, you know, Jack Nicholson, he said, I think literally most of his problems were with, I mean, not only the story, but with Jack Nicholson, because he looks so maniacal. He's like, I don't, you know, we're, we kind of need to sympathize with Jack. We're not going to sympathize with him if he's this axe-wielding murderer, you know, that he kind of becomes. Um, so, I mean, you're like, apparently Stephen King thinks the same thing. He's like, yeah, he's a creepy <laughs> oh, looking right. motherfucker, dude. Um, totally, totally is, man. I'm like, I'm like, Michelle Pfeiffer, what, what are you doing with this crazy lunatic? Yeah, where's Michael Keaton? Uh, Come on, dude. 
<laughs> which is another you interesting get nuts? little let's get nuts yeah i love that you know basically nicholson's movie, batman you know uh michelle pfeiffer's batman returns i was like okay cool yeah. this is awesome uh which i mean this is it's 94 fun. it's not that far uh, not that far beyond it um, t is, i checked it's t is after batman returns mm-hmm, right um but uh but yeah this is where uh, they basically start talking about you know raymond alden is uh yeah, I guess some type of billionaire who's taking over the McLeish house. Um, and I, you know, it kind of happens when somebody takes over a business, there's going to be some shakeups, um, kind of like with the, with Lee Schreiber's character taking over in Spotlight, Spotlight, which we just covered. Um, you know, somebody takes over, they kind of start shifting things around the way that they want them. Um, and basically he's throwing a big party uh, to let people know if they have their jobs or not. I love Roy's line. Don't you think that's a bit Roman? <laughs> yeah, just to let people <laughs> yeah, know Roman. if they have a job or not. Yeah, I um, love it. Yeah, uh, I love all this. And basically, like you said, they, they you know, if they get the axe tonight, they're going to go with him. He says, no, you need your paychecks. Uh, you know, like you said, we see that closest between them. That's great. And um, also, you know, they Maud Wagons is in your all. What a name, Maud Wagons. Dude, um, when I saw this actress, so I don't know, I, I, I watched this show called Faulty Towers. It's this very old uh, British show uh, starring John Cleese. Um, hmm. really, really fucking funny. Um, like all British shows, like it was only like three and uh, three seasons, and it was only like six episodes each or some shit like that. But man, <clears throat> so this actress's name is Prunella Scales, and she uh, plays um, she plays um, John Cleese's wife, and she's great in that show, man. Like you gotta, when I saw her in this, I was like, what? No way. Um, you gotta check that show out, man. It's it's dated. But man, the humor absolutely holds up. It's British as shit. <laughs> um, yeah, this woman seems kind of insufferable to me. I don't think I could be around her for very long. No, um, no. I, and and, I, and she plays the exact same character in uh, fucking Faulty Towers, man. She's totally insufferable, but that's the joke. Right, yeah. Um, but I mean, she plays it well. So, I mean, there's a reason why we don't like her. Totally. She does it. She does it well. Um, but basically, she, you know, she's going on about, um, you know, she, she's she's saying she can't write for McLeish House. You know, I can't write for a conglomerate. You'll have to protect me. Uh, and this is where Will reveals, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, I might not even be here after the takeover. Um, and, you know, she he's like, well, basically the plan is, uh, and this is where things really kind of get fucked up for Will. Will's plan is, you know, if 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 I get the axe tonight, I know of a few people who go with me, including our head of marketing, which is James Spader. Um, and if you know, since I know they don't want to lose him, I assume it'll give me some kind of leverage. And she says the same thing: "I'll leave with you too." How's that for leverage? Uh, they go and we're actually introduced to James Spader. Uh, what a marvelous set of lips to kiss oh that ass with, God. James Spader! Like Jesus, what? I mean, uh. I I I mean, it made me cringe, and I was like, Jesus, dude, like. I yeah, basically, you know, he meets Mod Wagons, you know, sucks her cock real hard. Um, but I do like the joke, you know, where he's, uh, you know, he's basically kissing ass to her and she's like, oh, wow. You know, uh, and I love Will. He's like, he says, well, you know, uh, I taught him how to do that. Yes. Before I met Will, I, used to, I just used to punch my authors in the side of the head. <laughs> like, that's actually a funny joke. Dude, I do like that. Spader in this is fucking fantastic. Like, Dude, he's uh, a great I, villain in everything, I, man. I need to see him in more shit. Like, I mean, he was in the in the office. He came into it around season eight and mm-hmm. season nine. He played their CEO, and man, his I am an, I can listen to him read a book. Like, oh yeah, his voice is fantastic. And when they chose him for Ultron, I was like, yes, make it make it fucking happen. Make it so Marvel, dude. Have you ever uh, seen yeah. Less Than Zero? No, I haven't. I I do want to see Boston Legal. 
but yeah. I haven't haven't got around to it. Less than zero is great. It's uh, the guy. It's the same author of uh, American Psycho, Brett Easton Ellis. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's got fucking Robert Downey Jr. in it, and like a shit ton of people. It's a great movie. Uh, it's a little depressing, Damn, but uh, either way, um, they're that's their plan. You know, they're gonna they're the head of marketing will leave, Mod Wagons leave, Will Randall will leave. Um, and this, you know, we're just basically getting things set up here. We're meeting James Bader. You know, we, you know, he's just, he's extremely charming. He's almost got that way. His charm is just on all the time. It's just kind of like that annoying, you know, bit like where obviously he, he, he's just kind of like kissing ass. Um, but it's, uh, what an impressive head of hair on that dude. I was like, Jesus, man. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, coming from, I mean, obviously it's coming from a bald guy, but, but still I was like, damn, that is one fucking solid head of hair, but <laughs> he's bald now. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. He looks wildly different now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this is where we cut over to Ald, uh, Alden's party, where we're, um, you know, basically everyone's just kind of kind of standing around. You know, it seems like the elite, elite kind of, um, uh, you know, of, of this uh, of this circle. I, I love the introduction to Raymond Alden, played by Christopher Plummer. Um, uh, Colin, just just quickly, you went past the uh, the doc- the doctor's office. Oh um, yeah, where he gives him the rabies shot. Yeah, there's nothing too important here. Basically, yeah, he just gives him the rabies shot, um, and the doctor doesn't believe him. He's like, Are "You sure it wasn't a husky or a, or a or a German shepherd?" And he's like, "No, no, it was definitely a wolf." But I love I love the way that scene ends. <laughs> no, you idiot. He's got brain damage. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's talking about a kid who got bit by a snake, and he says he has brain damage. Yeah. Is he all right? Yeah. Who? Your friend's son? No, he has brain damage. You idiot! Jesus like, Christ! That that and the humor this, of this is good. It's subtle. It's, it's weird. It's, really it's subtle. weird humor. Like it's yeah, su- subtle and like, but at the same time, like in your face, like the fucking shitty like dog jokes. Right, yeah, those, uh, yeah, it's it's awful. Um, but I, I, I like this as we're at Alden's party where we're introduced to Christopher Plummer and this woman's like, I don't think of Time Warmer as just another, you know, uh, global conglomerate, you know, and basically, basically she says that, you know, that wealth doesn't always imply ruthless ambition. Am I wrong, Mr. Alden? He's like, yes, I'd say so. You know, <laughs> and he's you know, obviously very charming. All these people have this kind of bullshit societal charm to them, you know, that they, ah, yeah, laugh and nod and blah, blah, blah. Ugh, um, this gave me cancer. You know who almost played Raymond Alden and was interested in it? I, th- I think I saw something. Um, shit, I can't remember it now. Who was it? Marlon Brando. Oh, shit. Man, he would have been, like, fat as shit. And right, like, dude. Yeah, not, not for this movie. Like, 94, the early 90s were real weird for Marlon Brando. Oh, um, weird as fuck. But also, at the same time, there was... Um, Actually, a bit of a script change where Alden, uh, where Raymond Alden's character is basically just going to be Laura Alden's older brother and not her father. And they were looking at Mick Jagger to the point where Mick Jagger was like meeting with them and they had to Good go and tell Lord. they what? had to go and tell Mick Jagger. No, they're like, we're going to make him an what older dad. S- like, what are you saying right now, Colin? What? Right. I'm not kidding, dude. <laughs> like they, they really they really were in talks with Mick Jagger for him to play Raymond Alden if he were an older brother type character, not the father. And I was like, holy <laughs> that's shit! Fucking ridiculous, right? Yeah, I've never, I never thought that that's a that you know what what three you know Christopher Plummer, Mick Jagger, and Marlon Brando all competed for what role? You'd be like, what is this? My double Jeopardy question? <laughs> that's what the fuck? fucking. I feel um, like I, f- I feel like you just told me like a dream you had. Like it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> right? Yeah, it sounds so crazy. It's like de- like a crazy desert island dream. Um, but I this this fucking bit of uh, this this fucking bit of of dialogue 
that Will has here at the party is nuts. Like the like the mini monologue, I guess that he oh, does. It's weird. There's a couple of these in the movie. Yeah, he just kind of has these moments where he just waxes poetic and like it, it sounds like some kind of like mystic. I, I don't really know. I don't really know a better way to describe it than he's trying to seem some kind of like whimsical. Um, but basically, well, you could make the, the, they're talking about the rainforest and everything getting, you know, all these viruses being let out and the world will end if we have no rainforest and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I love his, his thing. Well, you could make a case that the world has already ended, that art is dead and that we are exhausted, that instead of art, we have, we have pop culture, daytime TV, um, yeah, we have pop culture, daytime TV, gay senior citizens, women who've been raped by their dent- dentist confiding to Oprah, and look in depth as to why women cut their pe- husband's penis off. <laughs> I was like, uh, Jesus I was like, Christ. I was like, did he channel the Joker into right. this fucking performance? I was like, like God so damn. Weird. Like, it is really weird. And uh, not only is it obviously talking about, I mean, some of those things I do agree with. You know, you've got pop culture instead of art. You know, like there's a lot of that. I was like, oh, okay. But it starts off as kind of like, wow, this guy really is going to say something. And then it just takes this whole fucking left turn. And you're like, holy shit. Pretty, pretty woke movie for its time. Right. Yeah. And, and I love, you know, I think that's also a reflection of Will Randall as a character. He's a he's kind mm, of a yeah. better old man, you know, is what he thinks of things. Um but this is where, you know, we finally get the conversation between Nicholson and Plummer where, you know, they're yeah. discussing the fate of Will Randall's career. Uh, he nagged me until I gave him your job. Right. But here's my thing. How are we to know that that's Stuart right away? Like, do we just assume? Like, no, we- I, I, I think I think I, I think we don't know yet. I think uh, Jack, I think Jack kind of like from what he knows about Stuart or like has a hunch about like he's like, OK, so it's probably him mm. See, that, I, I, that's, I think i think that's always been one of my biggest questions of this movie i'm like how does he know that like i guess you know i guess maybe their chain of command is you know head of marketing goes to editor and she i have no idea um but this is where they offer will a job in eastern europe basically uh or covering yeah. covering each i don't know if he's moving or if he's just having to cover it it's not really that important basically he doesn't want the fucking job um and like he says later i've been offered a job that in between a no job or a job that no one would want and basically seeing as how i'm too old to be jo- or i'm too i'm still too young to be jobless i'm going to have to take the job that nobody wants uh and this is obviously a huge step down for the editor in chief of uh of a large publishing house um but their their chemistry here is great. I fucking love it. You know him him sitting you basically saying, um, you know, obviously you know it's nothing personal. Will it's you know you're a man of great taste and individuality, but unfortunately in the corporate landscape, taste and individuality are somewhat of a handicap. And I love his response. He says, "Well, on what grounds did you choose my predecessor on vulgarity and conformity?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking great. That's yeah. Uh, I like that it's kind of talky. It doesn't have a problem." having some bigger dialogue and I can see why this doesn't appeal to a lot of people. It's, it's very, it's not an action packed movie, you know? Again, man, again, these are the moments that I really liked, like the whole backstabby sort of corporate shit. Um, like I really like these parts Um, and and like talking, talking and dialogue holds up a lot better than special effects. Right. Yeah. Especially when you have two powerhouse, two, two of the best actors of all time, Jack Nicholson oh, and Christopher yeah. Plummer, like we're standing side by side. Like, that's great. I, I, but even Will plays the the corporate kind of bullshit as well. You know, he, he gives him the cigar and, and he tells him, hey, you might want to put that out. It's going to bother the horses. And, you know, they show horses that they have. He's like, I think I'll keep it. And as soon as he walks off, he fucking pitches it. You know, he even mm. kind of plays he even kind of plays up, uh, plays yeah. himself up a little bit. Um, 
But basically, uh, this is where we first kind of get some inkling that something's going on with Will. Um, you know, they have these show horses that they're, you know, there's race horses that they're showing off. They and, are uh, wild. Yeah, they go fucking crazy around Will. Uh, and he kind of slinks off from the party and, you know, it seems like he's fucking having a stroke or like a heart attack. And what does Michelle Pfeiffer... Seems like Pfeiffer... he has to chuck a massive shit. Right. But what's Michelle Pfeiffer's remedy? She's like, here's some liquor. Finish drinking <laughs> this. Like, I mean, I was like, I mean, I guess. But I think... I'd love it if he were like, I'm having a heart attack. And she's like, here, Dude. drink this. He's like, I got a med bracelet. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm fucking dying here, bitch. Like, right, yeah. can you get <laughs> or maybe- me a doctor? Or a, or an ambulance or something like you know, right? Yeah. Um, but I, did you like the? I I I really like the the little touch of him like covering up the the hairs like the bandage, like it's oh not, yeah, yeah. It's not like a like we don't get like a scene of him like wrapping it up. I I don't think, um, and it's just literally like when he drinks from the glass, you can just like see the bandage, and I was like, oh, that's that's a cool touch. Did we go past that? No, I mean, Roy says something to him. He's like, he's like, what happened to your hand? He's like, I got bit by a wolf. He's like, sorry, I asked. You know, I guess yeah. he, yeah, I guess he, you know, plays it on. Yeah. They play, they kind of announce yeah, it, but it's the playoff. We've joke, talked but, about it. We've yeah. talked about it. Fuck that. Um, but dude, <laughs> that first, that first shot of Michelle Pfeiffer sitting down, I fell in love again. I oh, God. just, she is a, a oh, she's so beautiful. Uh, I love you. <laughs> Yeah, even, dude, <laughs> even, even still, today. I mean, yeah, I was to say there was a movie she did with Zac Efron. I can't remember yep. what movie this was. And Zac Efron was, was in- like, he was like, by the end of it, I was, I very much so had a crush on, on Michelle Pfeiffer. He's like, and she's dude. like 40 years older than me. She's in Ant-Man and the Wasp and she looks great. She was in Mother um, last year with Ed Harris and they got it on. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to say that. <laughs> yeah, if you, want, if you want to take a gander at, at, old, at old Ed Harris. Um, oh, Jesus. But um, but yeah, this is where we first get introduced to Laura Alden. Um, you know, she's this is the beginning of her relationship with Will Randall. Um, she offers him the drink. You know, never really says what her profession is, but I guess it's in some kind of medical field. She says half the people around me are on Thorazine, so your mild anxiety attack barely rouses my you know blah blah blah. Um, that uh, that didn't look mild though. I'm sorry. He was like clutching his yeah, chest right. and like, like sweating <laughs> profusely. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like he's like into some bushes. Door. Right, he, yeah, he's like an animal. He, he's like an animal going away to die, and you're like, oh, here. He, yeah, he literally slinked through the hedges like like <laughs> like a fucking monster, and he sat down like a decrepit old man on the on the stairs. And that's mild to you. What yeah, the right. Fuck? Exactly. Who the fuck are you hanging out with? That's that's why I, I assume she's in some kind of medical field, or she's a nurse or a doctor. I, I'm not sure, but um, she's hanging out with Mick Jagger. All yeah, that right. coke. Oh hell yeah. Um, but uh, th- yeah, this is uh, and again the tit style. Grab. <laughs> Do what? The 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 tit grab. Yeah, the, the, tit- the I thought you said dick grab. I was like dick grab. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably um, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Um, but yeah, I, I love this. You know, this whole scene uh, between them. You know, he's saying I was offered a job that no one would want. You know, I can't be jobless at my age. Um, and I love, you know, when he falls on her, you know, and he kind of accidentally gropes her and she's so was that on purpose? He's like, no, you're perfectly fine. I'm a married man. She's like, and that makes you perfectly fine. He's like. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I love the that dialogue sh- is actually pretty, pretty solid all throughout kind of thing. Like the the dialogue, not not the writing. I, I want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. The dialogue. 
Right. The performances and the dialogue are great. Like, especially when she's like, what are you, the last civilized man on earth? And he kind of is <laughs> like, he's, he's old school, man. You know, he's got some, he's got some standards and, and, and practices. And I, I like that. Um, and it, you, we see that really kind of clash obviously with James Spader's character. Cause it's someone who, you know, would slit the throat of anybody to get like up another step. And Will yeah, Randall just doesn't wants to climb the ladder. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Will confronts uh, Stuart and, you know, says that, you know, basically, you know, congratulations, you're the new editor-in-chief of McLeish House. Uh, God, James Spader's reaction, it's so great when you see an actor oh, playing, boy. like, fake. And he's like, what? He he said that? Like, oh. he, oh, my God, it's so good. He plays somebody who's faking so fucking well. I love to hate him. Uh, like... Dude, what you 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 said it earlier, man. Jack Nicholson is one of the greatest actors on the planet, but man, I would honestly give give like like James Spader gives a run for for Jack Nicholson's money here. Like like it is insane. Like he's he's okay. Take away the wolf part later. I don't really, I'm not I'm not really vibing the whole James Spader wolf at the end. Uh, yeah, I'm but glad we'll you get said to that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, like, man, this whole corporate greed, like climbing the ladder. I'm young. I want to get ahead in life. Like, I that's fucking awesome, man. He plays it so so fucking well. Right. Yeah. This this guy could have subbed in for Pat Bateman anytime. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> dude, this guy could totally be Patrick Bateman. You see um, that? That's bone. Yeah. <laughs> Sicilian rail. Oh, man, that's such a Dorsier. good scene. Um, especially the one where they do Pokemon cards instead of... Instead of <laughs> I'll that say one's that. really great. I'll um, say that. But, uh, but yeah, um, base, and, and I just don't want to go past the scene for one thing on the drive home as she's asking him, you know, that son of a bitch, you know, he yeah, it must have been hard to turn down Alden's offer, but, I mean, he could have told you. She's like, I had no idea, you know, that he was wanting your job. And Will even says, why would you? And... It kind of foreshadows, like, yeah, why yeah. would you know that? Like, because you're I'm catching him? that now because like, I've only seen it once. <laughs> right. He's like, why would you know that? You know, he did, he kind of calls it out right there. Um, and this is, you know, moving on, we get this other instance of Will, uh, another kind of, I think this is when the metamorphosis really kicks in. It's almost like a gustation kind of thing. Like, what does he sleep? He sleeps for like 12 hours. You know, he says 20 later on, but I guess he goes back to sleep that night later on. I don't know. But either way, he sleeps for... I mean, straight up. No, no, no. He's yeah. He sleeps for like twenty hours straight. Uh, only waking up. I love this. You know, she sets the alarm. Give me till eight, and she comes back I, in. I, um, how good are these cuts? But I, I really like these cuts. Also, if that's your fucking alarm, throw that shit out. Right? You're gonna wake up to that in the morning every fucking morning. I wake up. It's like, oh my oh, god, dude. Like, good lord. I, I'm sorry, headphone listeners, for that loud noise. That Colin just. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I just put on some music, but you know what? I, I'm sure sure. Obviously, they didn't have iPhones back then, but you can literally probably get something a little more soothing. <laughs> Oh God, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I can't even stand the sound of like the iPhone. Yeah, I set my own. I set my own. Like, just a song. I hear that now, and I have a fucking panic attack. Um, <laughs> but this is where we start seeing the 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 things with Will uh, kind of take hold the wolf part of things. And you know, we we've seen enough of the day to day life of of Will Randall. Now we're getting into some of the supernatural things. I like that. I do like the shift. It, it it does a good job of like kind of shifting things, but at some points it stays on things for too long. And I think had it gone on any longer at the beginning of this movie, we had seen something else about the corporate side of things. It would have been like, okay, dude, show me some wolf shit. Like they come in really well at the beginning, maybe not so much later on, but they come in really well at the beginning with this wolf stuff. Um, 
you know, with him freaking out the horses. And then when he comes home, he's like a sex machine, you know, they're eating dinner. And uh, he even says, you know, I haven't drank, I haven't slept in, in a very long time, you know, and, and it basically, I guess this kind of like rekindles their relationship. Um, I assume it's just one of those things where they, they just fell into a rut, you know, the habit of things. Um, so Will and his, Will and his wife uh, bang like animals. And then uh, we show him in the bathroom afterwards and that cut on his hand or the bite on his hand, he's just now seeing it. it's covered in hair. Like that is fucking gross, man. Like that is gross um, as shit. The makeup is fantastic. Yeah, like, I, it, like, oh my god, and just like I, I can understand not being too freaked out by it. I mean, you do grow hair on your hand. I, I guess I understand that, but yeah, but not um, like that. I mean, I'd start freaking out. I would. Oh, uh, I don't. Uh, you know what? I'd go straight to the doctor. I'd just be like, "What the fuck?" I, I just fucked my wife. What did she give me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Apparently, she's been fucking some James Spader wolf dick. Yeah. Um, uh, name of the podcast nice. now: James Spader wolf dick. Um, oh, that's the name of a band. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but I, and part of me wonders why don't you call the doctor? I'm like, dude, I think you know he's like I said he slept for 20 hours. His his obviously his like sexual drive is back up. He's probably like brimming with some testosterone now. He's like, dude, I feel great. You know, I feel wonderful. Um, and he even says later on, you know, nobody who feels this great has a tumor. You know, like when they're trying to figure out what's going yeah. on. Um, yeah. I don't want to go by the my favorite scene in the movie, him walking past Gary in the hallway oh, yep. and he, yep, yep, yep. how the fuck do you drink tequila this early? How the fuck did you know? Are you kidding? You could smell it from a mile away. <laughs> See, it's, it's shit. It's shit like this in vampire and, and wolf movies that I really like. I don't look, I like the transformation into like the creature, but I really like when like the, the, the characters are, the characteristics of the monster like start to show up as you're as you're still a human being right like i fucking love that man and yeah and even dr vijat alizeus uh the kind of uh i guess if you want to call him for lack of a better term the mystic uh you know the the man that of course is fucking indian right of course um the one person who knows about this that he finds through the mcleish house he even says you know the wolf comes out at night but sleeps and you know but sleeps during the day but he's always present like, I, I, I like that. You know, this is not something that uh, – and they never say the word werewolf. I love that. I love the fact that we never actually say that he's a werewolf because he he does – this is like – it's it's almost like this is like the the preface to what will become Will Randall's story of just becoming the wolf because I think we're seeing him transitioning into it. Like, he's becoming uh, – basically slowly but surely turning more and more you know at first it's just right. kind of like his sensory things but then he actually starts growing out you know right. the things and, and the and, eyes and I once love you that. once you attach the name werewolf like you start attaching other things to it as well like oh like why didn't michelle pfeiffer's gun have silver bullets in him like right. in it like you know what i mean like so to not have it as a werewolf is smart i think right i mean like we know that it's a werewolf but mm -hmm. you don't need to outright say it Right, exactly, yeah. And it kind of takes things away from it. Like, a werewolf is, is a half-man, half-werewolf. Like, no, this is, like, an an obliteration of your humanity. Like, you will become a wolf. Like, you will be an animal. Like, it kind of turns things up a notch, and I really like that. Um, but, um, you know, this is where Will kind of freaks out. He sees, you know, he's hearing things from all over the building. You know, being able to smell a tequila on Gary, he's reading and, and you know, and kind of proofreading a manuscript but without his glasses on. Uh, I love David Hyde Pierce in that scene. He's like, well, he's like, you've been you've edited 60 pages of this manuscript since Monday. 
what do you want? Like, he's just kind of like, what drugs do you want? Um, and he says, you know, nothing. I've just, you know, I got 20 hours of sleep. I love David Hyde Pierce, you know, so now you can read without your glasses. You know, it's like, it's, it's so, it's, it's yeah. obvious. He's like, dude, obviously so like, something's up. David Hyde Pierce doesn't find that weird. The guy slept for 20 fucking hours and he's fine. Like, dude, okay, this is, this is just me. Um, and I don't want, I don't want to brag, but like, I need eight hours. Like if I get less than eight hours, then I'm fucking drowsy as shit. If I get more than eight hours, I'm drowsy as shit. Mm -hmm. Like it's never it, like, there's a thing and I'm pretty sure it's like, a, like studies have shown, like it's like scientifically like proven that sleeping, <clears throat> oversleeping, like often tends to lead you to being tired throughout the day. Like, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, this, this fucking asshole slept for 20 days. I would be a zombie. Like, well, 20 days, yeah. He slept for 20 so, hours. Sorry, sorry, 20 hours. My bad. Jesus <laughs> Christ, 20, 20 days. days. You are fucking Jeez. dead. <laughs> You're dead, yeah. You, you, your, your heart stopped beating. You are fucking in a coma. Mm-hmm. Well, not fucking in a coma. That would be awesome, though, but... Well, uh, yeah, that would, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm sure there's a porno out there. Oh, yeah. Um... But, uh, but yeah, this is where basically he kind of starts not freaking out, but you know, he's, he's like, okay, I need to call my doctor, you know? And I like this. It's logical. You would call the doctor at this point. You're starting to like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Um, well, no, actually he doesn't call the doctor. He gets a hold of Gary, uh, to, to basically he's, I think he's still trying to solve this on his own. He is being somewhat proactive about it. He's like, okay, something's up. Um, Slightly. Right. Yeah. And this is where they tell him about Dr. Vijada Alizeus. He wrote a book, um, uh, something wild. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dude, I'm so glad you yes. said that, dude. Okay, thank you, yes. man. I was, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my head. Um, oh, Jesus. But uh, I, I I love this conversation between them. Again, you know, he's not some mystic out of the jungle, is he? He's like, no, he's got a string of letters after his name. In fact, he's Dr. Alizeus. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. But basically, you know, he's he's setting up this uh, setting up this interview with Dr. Alizeus, who's written a book. I, I love what he says. You know, he's like he's like a book on animal possession. He's like, no, not animal possession, animal possession. Like he says the same thing again, <laughs> but he just means it differently. He's like yeah. he's like he's like the uh, possession of the spirit uh, of a demonic kind of entity. Um, Gary's but I love to, this way. I love the way the conversation ends. Oh, dude, yeah, that's so. He's like, and uh, Gary, yeah, don't tell people you had a drop of coffee with your tequila. <laughs> you didn't have any coffee this morning. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, and or, he checks the bottom of the phone and looks at the roof. That's, dude, that's so good. Sorry, I said a drop of coffee with your tequila. A drop of tequila with your coffee, which that sounds no, disgusting, no, no. dude. The, like the coffee and tequila. The other way was right. Oh, what <laughs> either or? Like that's disgusting. Actually, man. I hate. Yeah, I hate tequila. Fuck tequila. No, I'm a bourbon, I'm a bourbon some, person. Put some whiskey in that shit and some Bailey's. Call it yeah. some I Irish coffee, man. That's what we call it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, this is you know they that that scene ends so well with Gary. Like you said, checking the bottom of the phone. And he looks at the roof. Like he's like looking around, freaking out. I love that. Um, but uh, this is another huge moment in the movie. I didn't I didn't see this coming when I was younger. Um, and even now, it still kind of surprises me. I mean, the stakes well, are – we're interested enough. I'm not saying the stakes are up very high. but I'm the getting this now. I'm picking this up uh, – picking up on this now because I didn't – obviously, you don't really know why he's sniffing the – you're talking about sniffing the jacket, right? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, finding out about the affair and everything because yeah. he even says earlier on – I don't want to go past it. He When he first walks in, he's like, was Stuart here? She's like, no, about <laughs> an hour we? ago. I was like, damn, dude. Can we talk? 
about his running on the street. Oh, please. <laughs> the 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 Nicolas Cage vampire's kiss, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire running down the street. That's literally what that is. Dude, like the- yeah. That is not, I mean, I, I, I'm like, is that just a straight up Nicholson creative choice? Like, Oh, my God. I, and I don't want to go past Nicholson's influence on this movie. He had final decision for a director. Really? He, oh, he okay. had final decision. Like, he had been trying to apparently get this movie made for 12 years. Do you um, know what this guy's directed? He's pretty fucking, he's pretty out there. Yeah, Mike Nichols? Yeah. Um, I've honestly, I've never really seen the name a whole lot. I, I've, uh, this is the only thing that I really know him in. Um, I think it was, I think it was Wesley Strick who, um, Jack Nicholson was, was friends with that we, he tr- tried for so long to get this movie made. Um, but, um, yes, yeah, as, uh, Mike, uh, he, Mike Nichols, he died in 2014 at the age of 83. He did The Graduate, uh, which is fucking yeah. great. I love The Graduate. Dude, his first movie was Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. I've never heard of that. I I, I've, I haven't seen it, but I know it's pretty fucking good, man. Like, it's, um, it's it, apparently it's one of those really influential movies. It's uh, Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor. Like, right there, you've got two two huge names. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He did the fucking Birdcage with Robin yeah. Williams? Oh, my yeah. God. I love that movie. That is so yeah. great. Well, hats off to Mike Nichols. I underestimated his filmography. Um, yeah. That's I, just, I, I, didn't like, I was like, I was like this guy's wild, man. Like Charlie Wilson's War with uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, like, this guy's kind of all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is where we find out that uh, Will's wife, Charlotte, is having an affair with Stuart. Uh, this is also important where Will bites Stuart on the hand when he tries to, you know, tries to grab him on yeah. the shoulder. Uh, okay, because I, towards the end, man, I was like, when the fuck did this asshole get bitten? Yeah, is it something that, like, like Will had sex with Charlotte and Charlotte ended up giving it to, to, to Stuart? Is it like a werewolf STD? Like, what is it? Charlotte's just giving her, like, giving everyone everything. Like, yeah, right, which is like, oh my god, uh, th- like, that would have been hilarious. Like, an outbreak of werewolf STDs in the lower Manhattan area. Um, but yeah, man, like, I- I'm so glad that... You know, you mentioned that, and, like, we're kind of, like, because we're we're both watching this as we go along the episode. Like, I didn't know when he got bitten. I was honestly, like, did he, did he encounter a wolf somewhere and it just wasn't, like, explained? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad that's in there now. Because there's, like, no sort of moment in the movie where we get James Spader sort of freaking out or anything. Like, he just becomes, a, like, a, he's got the eyes suddenly in the, in the police station at the end. I was like, what? When did this happen? Right. Um, this is great too. And this is where Will just comes out fucking swinging. Um, he's, as soon as he walks in, you know, get my Rolodex out, Mary, I've moved into the Mayflower. Um, this yeah. is where he's basically moved out. And he's also says, you know, get with legal, find out if there's, if the deal with Alden's closed or if they're still dicking around on points. And also I want to get you, a, uh, I want a list of all the authors that I've ever worked with in McLeish house. This is where we're starting to see this kind of, if you want to call it for lack of a better word, this coup, this kind of uh, operation yeah. um, that Will's got going on. This this happened in the office. <laughs> like, you, you haven't seen the office, have you? The US office? Actually, Lindsay's a big fan. I've watched quite a bit of it, but not uh, oh, okay. not later seasons. There's an, there's an episode where, well, it's kind of like an arc. Um, Michael gets fired, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I've he, seen that. Michael yeah, Scott Paper Company. Yeah, yeah, he starts his own own little paper company, he steals his own clients and shit, so this is like, that's what this reminded me of, except a bit more serious, and, uh, you know, with Jack Nicholson, you never know, he might just come running with a fucking axe and, you know, chop you up. Right, yeah. Um, I, um, 
Yeah, and I I love the scene uh, between them. And he's basically basically what they're going to do is set up a kind of um, mutiny. You know, Will is going to leave. Uh, he's going to start a uh, start a publishing house of his own, and he's trying to go to all of these authors with him to give him some kind of leverage over Stewart. Um, and I like this. You know, literally, this is not the Will that we knew at the beginning of the movie. He walks in. I mean, and Mary even asks him. She says, "Hey, has the worm tu- has the worm turned, sir?" He's like, "The worm has turned, Mary, and now it's packing an Uzi." She's like, "About fucking time!" You know, I've, I love that. I love that part because she's like, she's so great. Like you said, she is boring and she is drab and she's yeah. kind of like, Ugh. but to see her just yeah. say, you know, about fucking time. Is that the time, first like, f bomb? I'm pretty sure it's the first f bomb in the movie. I think so. Um, I can't. I can't remember. Um, I say. Yeah. I, I say it so much. It's it just kind of blurs now. Oh um, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but, uh, but but after that, man, we get probably my favorite interaction in the entire movie. Well, mm-hmm. one of them. Um, what do you want me to do? Oh, well, James Bader. What do you want me to do? Resign today. Promise never to see Charlotte again. Like when he said that, I was like, "Isn't that implied?" The fact that. The fact that the husband of the woman that you're sleeping with is standing right here in front of you, yes, <laughs> right. yes, I, I I want you to promise to never see her again. But um, I, I do like you know resign today, and he's just like, well, no, and he's like, but my favorite thing is like, so why did I say it? <laughs> right, I and he's so cold as he said, well, I like can't he's just do so that. used to it, man. I'm like, it's oh fucking my god. Great. Yeah, it's 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 really it's it's great because uh, because we know so much of what's going on. We know their friendship. We know that this just happened either last night or the night beforehand. Um, you know, this is recent. This is there's still a lot of like fresh wounds. Uh, it makes this for one thing. The look on Jack Nicholson's face is just like I could rip your throat out right now, but I'm not. <laughs> like he's like I know what I, I kind of am coming to grips with what's going on. And I'm pretty sure I can kill you right now. Like, but what's awesome is James Bader's reaction obviously he looks like he's about to sh- he looks like he's about to shit water everywhere like he he looks just absolutely <laughs> terrified he looks sick to his stomach he um, does but he also plays it well he's so good oh, i love him right and it's and it's a, a nice reversal of the tables because Will Randall now has this vigor and this kind of you know i want to fuck you over kind of thing Sp- Speaking of the office, oh how the turntables! <laughs> right, it literally just like fucks it up. Oh, love it. Uh, I'm sorry. There will, by the way, listeners. I know we're on our fortieth episode, but there will be plenty of office references throughout this right. podcast. I'm just letting you know. Right, I dude, uh, I was my favorite I show was, of all time. I was really late to the party on that one, and it sucks. Oh, me too. Like, and yeah, me too. I, I love it. I I love it watching, especially watching it now. Um, oh my god. Okay, we we'll do an office episode. I swear to God, we will. We'll get Lindsay yeah. on here because this will be a lot of Hell fucking fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, um, and you know, Stuart, God, what a fucking asshole. Uh, is saying you know because he you know still is he. The way he puts it, he's like, "You'll never forgive me, will you?" And he's like, "No, no." <laughs> like, what do you expect, up, dude? No. I mean, this is like this just happened like yesterday. I mean, maybe that's something you ask someone months or years down the line, like like eight hours ago, right? You were eight balls hours deep ago, in his wife. Your dick was in the crawl of this man's <laughs> wife, just like you're in a way. You probably fired a live one in her. She's probably going to get <laughs> pregnant in a few months. But no, like, like, will you ever forgive me for that? Like, what? Right. Pretty sure the wounds are still fresh. 
Right, exactly. Um, but this is where Stuart says, you know, well, if if you will allow me to, uh, I've asked Alden to forget about the whole Eastern European thing and keep you on as senior editorial consultant. Will you let me do that for you? And he's just, I love Jack Nicholson's face. I'm going to get you, Stuart. I'm like, oh, it feels so good. good. Like, it's, it's great because it locks you in and you, you feel great because not only – it's, it's almost kind of like an allegory for impotence. Like he's kind of getting older. He's not really, you know, they they even say they haven't had sex in a long time. He hasn't been getting out. Um, you know, he's kind of, he's starting to feel his age. And I think it's great to see the tables turned on Stuart because it's almost like Stuart is now having to fight a will who is his age. Like that's, that. I'm sure, I mean, this guy got to the, he's editor in chief. I'm sure he had to bust some heads along the way. But, you know, just because Will Will can do it, but and he can be that cutthroat, but he has so much, like, class to it as well. He brings this kind of, like, he didn't, whereas James Spader goes behind his back the entire time, fucking his wife, taking his job, he walks right up to him, and he's like, I'm going to get you, Stuart. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, that's so honorable, just walking up and just saying it to the fucking, their fucking it's like face. A, it's um, like a samurai. Right, yeah, exactly. So stoic. Yeah. Um, but you know he he leaves Stuart to himself, and um, this is where we start getting the plan. Where um, this is a great scene as well, where he's talking to Mary and Roy, and he says, uh, you know, get a get a hold of every top rated author that I've ever worked with, and tell them that we're starting our own publishing house, and we don't like the new policies here. Uh, that basically the new policy is to sell everything that or push everything that sells and bury everything that takes a dive, which is obviously that's going to piss off some writers because not every book is just a top number one seller. Um, but I love I love David Hyde Pierce. He's like, one, is any of this true? He's like, not he's uh, he's like, no, not really. He's like, and have you called any investors? He's like, no, not yet. But you want me to say it anyways? He's like, yes, you're my God. <laughs> he walks off. <laughs> that's a really, really great. Um, it's good shit, man. I love David Hyde Pierce. He never gets enough credit. He was the voice of Abe Sapien and Hellboy. If anybody oh, is. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. The first one. I think he only did the first one. But and if Netflix used to have it, I don't think it's on there anymore. It's called The Perfect Host. It's a horror movie that he's in, and he plays the villain, and he, he is fucking great. He is so good. Uh, and obviously playing Niles and Frasier, he was also in, I think, A Bug's Life. Like, he's done a lot of shit you know, since then, but he's, I think, a lot of theater work and a lot of voice work. Um, but this is where um, Will Randall goes and confronts Raymond Alden and, uh, Raiden Alden, Raymond, Raymond Alden and tells him that uh, basically that he's turning down Eastern Europe. Again, straight to his face. He's being proactive. He's not doing all of this behind behind his back. You know, he wants him to know that, like, I'm out for blood, basically. I like this. Um, this is, you know, this is like the anti-Stuart. This is like not the conniving, you know, wiggling through, like having to rub shoulders with people and then stab them in the back. Um, you know, he's just straight up with straightforward with these people. And I like it. Um, this is, this, these are really good scenes between Pfeiffer and Nicholson. Um, you know, Nicholson approaches her on the horse. He scares the horse. It kicks her off. Uh, I love that. She's like, you know, what are you crazy? You know, don't you have enough brains to stay away from animals when they're frightened of you? You know, talking, referencing the night, uh, a couple nights before where, um, where he's, you know, where he spooked the horses. Um, and this is where we kind of figure out that. The relationship between Laura and Raymond Alden is very uh, contentious, I guess is the right word. It's 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 extremely uh, strained. And um, apparently, apparently, Plummer actually slapped her on on in real life. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, but I I don't recall a scene where he slaps no, her. Neither do I. I'm yeah. like, oh well, that was done for nothing. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Um, I don't, I don't remember seeing this at all, but I guess it's in some kind of deleted scenes, but, um, this is where Raymond's, you know, trying to get his daughter to come to lunch with him and some friends. And she just uses Will basically as a decoy. Now, oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm having lunch with Mr. Randall. Uh, it, I love, he said, it doesn't really matter what you do, Mr. Randall. She loves the fact that you're unemployed and appropriate. And I don't approve of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I it's fucking just love so that. straight, like fucking edged. I love it. Right, yeah, and this is something we see between the older guys. You know, the younger guys are not like this. These older guys are like, well, well, watch out. Yeah, I, I do I do like the, the directness with the older guys, whereas if you have James Spader, he's a bit more of a snake. Mm-hmm, right, yeah. Um, this is where I, I, I love, she's like, well, oh, I'm sorry, I just realized all I have is, uh, you know, peanut butter and jelly and a quarter of milk. I'm afraid we'll have to cancel lunch. And he's like, oh, what are you talking about? Peanut butter and jelly, mel- peanut butter and Fucking jelly. Fucking hit is me a- up. Yeah, he's like, that's mother's milk to me. She's like, listen, whatever you think is going to happen won't happen. Don't think that just because, you know, um, you know, just don't think because we had some kind of exchange the other night that anything is going to happen from there. Um, yeah, and I, but his response is fucking epic. I, I, I love that. He, he says, I don't take anything for granted, Miss Alden, just a small measure of civility from my hostess. And I'm like, damn, dude, like fucking yeah. class, dude. He's, he's got fucking he's class. He's got class, man. I'm like, if he didn't look like a serial killer, he would be slaying like yeah oh my god yeah not he'd be, he'd be slaying puss not bods yeah right <laughs> um but uh yeah and this 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 whole scene is just fucking great just totally uh, just awkward and clammed up between them um and he asked what she does she's like i'd rather not talk about what i do um you know and, and, but this is this is again one of those kind of grandstanding moments where he starts um talking basically kind of waxing poetic and uh going on about you know what's going on around him i guess um but he's like you know i think i finally figured you out you know you want to find someone um you're very beautiful and you think that men are only interested in you because you're beautiful but you want them to be interested in you because you're you the problem is aside from all that beauty you're not very interesting you're sullen you're withdrawn you're rude you're hostile <laughs> and he's like and you know beyond that the irony is that the only reason people would look past this is because you're beautiful you're kind of your own problem and she's like <laughs> dude i mean imagine having that drop on like, you she's she's like I'm, I'm not having a bar of that sorry yeah right she literally says like oops Wrong number. I am not taken back by your astute assumption of me and am suddenly challenged by you. I'm like, oh, swing and a miss. Um, Love it. It's really great. But um, but this scene is it's so weird because almost like immediately, you know, I, I mean, obviously he kind of like gets his face rubbed in the shit. But um, we get more of her. We figure out about her mother. That picture of her mother is obviously Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm like, holy shit. That right. woman looks exactly like, like her. I was like, that's. That's her. Like, right. that's fucking ridiculous. Um, this is where we find out she also had uh, a younger brother who, Almond, I guess Alden, uh, Almond, um, Alden <laughs> told everyone that died in an accident, but I guess he committed suicide. He was diagnosed schizophrenic. Um, and uh, I think, but I think it's great, you know, the fact that Randall's like, oh, yeah, he had some kind of accident. She's like, no, he killed himself. You know, she's very upfront about it. She's like, don't. You know, don't try to obfuscate what really happened. He didn't have some kind of accident. Uh, I think that's great. I think it's a great little detail. Um, the fact that she's, the, you know, most people would just say, yeah, yeah, he had an accident. She, you know, faces, the- she faces it head on. And I think that factors into the decision. I mean, not decision, but like the reason why 
uh, Will pretty much like just outs with his secret, right? Right. Yeah. This is yeah going right in the next scene where he starts talking about something happened to me a few days ago. I was driving in New England and I hit an animal. Um, he says, you know, a wolf and says that, you know, I'm fine, you know, everything's fine, but I think it transferred something into me. Um, and this is, but this, this is where things get a little weird because things have been so uh, off between them. Like they just can't seem to get on the same page. The first scene, I mean, he literally gropes her by, I mean, by accident, but still, uh, in the next scene, he gets her kicked off a horse. That was not an accident. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, has this whole epilogue about how shitty of a human being that she is, but then, all of a sudden, right here, for some reason, yeah. be, it, it turns into, like, they become, like, best friends. And that I don't understand and I don't agree with. I, it, I can understand if might, Will opened up a little bit more, but not her, you know? It might be the the weirdness. I mean, I, I don't know. This might be one of those stories about, like, a couple coming together because of a weird situation. Like, I mean, like, that's that's definitely what that is. But uh, maybe she, she just takes to strange events a bit more i, I don't know i don't know right, it is yeah. weird though and she also seems like she wears her heart on her sleeve in a way she she's mm. very charitable almost in a way even though she's kind of sullen and withdrawn like she's almost attracted to it's like people who find wounded animals and nurse them back to health like it's it's kind of it's kind of that thing uh, and this is also i mean kind of parallel to what happens in batman returns i mean we have this spectacular uh, situation of what's going on and only a couple of people can really understand it obviously batwoman or batwoman batman and catwoman um and later on with with i mean because i don't want to get too far ahead but like i assume later on at the very end of the movie we understand that she is a, a wolf or she's either been turned by him or she's been one the whole time that's kind of what i took away from it so in these scenes i almost kind of feel like she is a wolf. Like I, that's my taking away from it. I think that's why she is so sullen and withdrawn. It would I make. Would've, I would have liked her to be a wolf the entire time. It makes like, way more sense because, for one like, thing, it explains why she still has anything to do with him after all this right. terrible chemistry between them. Um, yeah. Like I don't and know. I would have. Oh, go ahead. I, I, like it would have kind of explained why she is in that photo and not her mother. Like, right. I mean, it, it's a, like, it's a thing that wolves don't age, right? Like, it's immortal- immortality. Isn't that right? That's true. I mean, I don't, I, well, I don't know, because this is, that like, That might wolf, only be vampires. Right. This is, like, wolf versus, like, werewolf lore. Like, I'm not, even I, I mean, I love the old lycanthrope mythology, but I can't, I'm not that versed in it. Um, but it would make so much more sense if she were a wolf the entire time. Like, I remember yeah. watching this younger and thinking, it's- is she the wolf at the beginning that he hits? Like, is that what happens? Like, maybe her brother is a wolf, actually, and that's what drove him crazy. Like, I don't really know. Um, but either way, I mean, you can just kind of, whatever spin you want to put on it, go right ahead. Uh, but this is where Will has another episode. You know, he kind of starts getting short of breath, and he almost collapses. Um, Again, call yeah. the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, at this point. Um but, you know, this is I, – I do like this scene, uh, but it's just – it just seems kind of like unwarranted and a little uh, uh, c- kind of unearned. You know, it's it seems like why are we already at this point? You know, something should have happened earlier on where I think – Are you it, talking – are you talking about this fucking wild escapade or are you talking about just these two together? Just these two together before oh, he okay. knocks out for the night because, like, I feel like I could have – 
appreciated this a little bit more had Will maybe been the one earlier to be like, oh, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Alden. She's actually having lunch with me. Like if he if he could tell she didn't want to go and he kind of took the reins on it and we're like, I don't care if you actually have lunch with me. You know, I just wanted to get you out of that. I could see that being, okay. well, maybe this guy isn't a complete asshole. Like, you know, that's just me personally. I mean, I fucking don't listen to me. Hey. I've never no. written a fucking major motion picture. Don't listen to me, but. <laughs> well, I mean, <coughs> sorry. I think that's, that's what I'm saying, but I mean, uh, this, this movie would have benefited a lot more if the romance wasn't really front and center, mm-hmm. which it is. Um, like the wolf stuff is kind of like secondary to the romance, I think. Um, and I think the romance is very, it's, it feels Although it's like front and center, it feels shoehorned in some way. It feels weird. Like it doesn't feel earned. It doesn't feel natural. It's just like okay, we need we need for these two to be together, right? Yeah, and like I said, if if they'd have just not spelled out earlier on that she were a wolf, but it were kind of spelled out as a revelation just at the end of the film, just a hint, right? Yeah, it would make something. It would make a lot more sense, but. Yeah, this is where we get that amazing, ridiculous scene that's totally day for night. I mean, oh, my God. Like, you don't even try to hide it, man. Like, the color grading yeah. and stuff. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I've I've messed around with cameras. Some friends and I have tried some day for night shots. And I was like, dude, come on. Like, day day for night can look a lot yeah. better than that. Like, this come on. This is, yeah. Like, this is... This is brutal. <laughs> like, it is. It's, I, I it's like, dude, it's like 1230 in the afternoon right now. It's, like, it's while you're filming like, this. People are out having lunch, walking their dogs and shit. Kids are, like, at school. Like, right. it is broad daylight. <laughs> but, like, I, I get what they're going for. I guess the moonlight. But, I mean, still. Like, it's fucking weird. Like, yeah, this is- Yeah. Like, I, I guarantee you, like, cars do not need headlights on. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. But this might be my, one of my least favorite scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um just just how it's so drawn out like um it's so this is where the slow motion comes into it and it just annoyed the fuck out of me like it's just so especially using slow motion when you obviously have a stunt double for half these shots looks right, really exactly. bad it's like dude i can tell the difference very easily between those two right 100% man i mean <laughs> He's got the. Uh, I do like the Wolverine little fucking chops, the mutton chops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like full sprint after this deer, and it just goes on and on. And then he just like fucking wrestling body slams it from the top of this cliff. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he just fucking knocks it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. But- this wasn't a. This wasn't a thing for me. Yeah, could have no, done it- better. It's goofy, man, especially with, again, you know, you've got Rick Baker and fucking Jack Nicholson. It's like, this is the best that you guys could do, you know, and like not so much the special effects. It's more so the directing. But it's like you, you had really, really, really good ammo and you just kind of squandered it. Um, but Will Will wakes up in the middle of the forest and takes the fuck off and leaves, uh, which is when he finally is like, I got to go to a goddamn doctor. Um, yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, right now. Um but basically, the doctor says, "Sounds like you did some uh, some sleepwalking. You know, you you fell, knocked yourself out. You've got some scalp lacerations. Uh, scalp scalp la- lacerations. I'm going to make some arrangements for an EEG and a CAT scan. And I ask that you spend the night at Mount Sinai. You could have a, a, a concussion and a possible blood clot. I love Will. You know, no one feels this good with a concussion or a blood clot. That's the end of it. You know, that's it. He goes yeah, to the doctor, and I'm like, it. dude, why did you even go? Like, and how you're the not going to fucking listen know? to him." 
how how would you know like how someone feels after a blood clot i mean right okay. exactly like i i don't I, yeah it's it's just it's a little aggravating because he leaves in such a rush because he's like oh my god you know i gotta get this checked out and then when the doctor tells you what's wrong he wants you to take a look at a cat scanner eg no i'm fine you know and he just leaves i'm good I'm like, okay, I'm good. don't go to the doctor then, man. Like, if you're just going to keep this thing under wraps, like, keep it under wraps. Don't go to the doctor. Like, hey, hey, I was, <laughs> last night, I mean, I know he can't remember, but, like, last night, I was literally nearly fucking running on all fours after a deer in the woods, and I fucking snapped its neck after I body slammed it from a cliff right. and survived. Like no, nah, but but it's cool. It's it's fine. Like I don't I don't. You know, it's only a blood clot or a concussion. No, actually no. You know what? It's it's not because I feel good, so I can't be those. Right. It's like I can understand the whole. Oh, I woke back up in my bed and I don't have a memory of anything that happened. You woke up in the middle of the forest covered in fucking blood. Like you know something is up at this point. Yeah. Like come you on, dude. Dipped your head in the fucking river water to get the blood off you. Like, right. Yeah. Um, but either way, I mean, we can hark on that shit for hours, but, uh, we, oh, mo- yeah. we move on to this scene. Which we will. Right. Which we will. It'll be a bonus episode or something. <laughs> listeners, listeners, you're in for a good time for the next few hours. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just us talking about like, and yeah. he would have given him some kind of Thorazine and like, <laughs> um, but this is a great scene between Plummer and Nicholson where basically, um, he sits down and he tells him, you know, you're deliberately goading the top writers of this, uh, this publishing house to leave and go to some kind of, you know, fairy tale place, you know, being, being writers, the two goddamn stupid to know it, <laughs> uh, which is a great line. Basically he's saying you're hurting all these people to quit, uh, on a, on a wing and a prayer that has no chance of succeeding. Um, but I, I love Will's response. He goes, well, it doesn't really matter if we go to a new publishing house or we start a new publishing house. The fact is that seven top rated writers are leaving McLeish because they don't like its practices. Uh, and once I release that memo tomorrow morning, the, fir- the price and reputation of this publishing firm will take a giant nosedive. I'm like, God damn, dude, like you're really going for the jugular, you know? Um, but, uh. But I, and I love Plumber. You're worse of a son of a bitch than Stewart. He goes, yeah, but I still have those two drawbacks, taste and individuality. And it's like, oh, I love that. That's such a good callback to uh, – and again, you know, this is – on the first conversation, they're just kind of buddy-buddy and rubbing shoulders. And on this one, I mean, they're, they're you know, they got that samurai kind of look at each other that, you know, <laughs> and, and it's the same um, – um, it's the same kind of um, – same, you know, exact same kind of conversation but in a totally different context. Um, but, yeah, basically, he says, he's like, you know, all right, call it off. Keep your job. You know, I if uh, I never would have fired yeah, you if, if I'd have known you were this ruthless. He's so, like, nonchalant about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Nicholson says, he's like, you know, thank you. But before I confirmed anything, I wanted to dis- I want a memo uh, granting me additional powers and additional monies. Um, <laughs> I got, I fucking love that. And, uh, I guess it's Plummer's attorney, you know, or his, uh, I can't remember yeah. exactly. What he's he like, is. no, I'm not going to agree to that. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, he's like, oh, yes, you will. He's like, well, I, I do it. What the hell do I even know about publishing? Um, Here's one of the weirdest shots in this movie. When he tells him, he's like, I'll tell Stuart. He's like, no, let me tell Stuart. And it does this weird zoom in. This weird in. zoom. Oh, Holy my God. Fuck. It's like that was like weird, jarring. 
a weird like Tarantino. Like remember in fucking uh, Django when we first see like uh, Leo and like it, he turns around and like it just like zooms straight to his face. Like, right, I, I can what handle the that. Fuck is this? But like the whole the whole part of him like they're at the bottom right of the screen and they pull yeah. like like hard. Like they just up. like pivot it. Yeah, it's weird. Right, it's actually really weird. Um, but um. But yeah, this this is a, a, a again another uh, another great scene between. Um, well, I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself. Uh, I'm trying to see if this is the one where um, where he's already. Well, we talking just moved to James on to Spader. the doctor. Do no, because after that it's the doctor, isn't it? He talks to the doctor. Um, uh, the, the the Indian bloke. Oh yeah, yeah, Doctor Vijay yeah. Alizaeus. Uh, Doctor Zayas. <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, before yeah, we get into that, of course, um, I'll go ahead. Oh, go yeah, ahead. no, go. No, no, I was just going to say, of course the brown guy is going to be into all the mystical shit. Well, of course, dude. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, sorry, this is, it's a, this is 90s, America. Man. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. But yeah, uh, let's take a break, refill our glasses, empty our bladders, and we'll be back in just a moment, guys. The wolf bit me. I don't think so, Will. You weren't there, Ralph. Not all who are bitten change. There must be something wild within. You've been sleeping all day. How do you feel? I feel... Uh, good. It is Mexican. Day. I never thought I'd meet a good man who looked at me the way you do. You don't know I'm a good man. Are you crazy? No. I'm just marking my territory. We got five new murders. What is there about a full moon? Hey guys, welcome back uh, here with the second part of our coverage of Wolf. Uh, we've got our drinks drinks full and our bladders empty, so we're going to dive right back in. Um, this scene with Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Um, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, um, I, I I actually like this scene a lot. It's 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 weird though. It's it's kind of like out of place <clears throat> for this movie strictly because I feel like booga, so booga. Indian man. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, like and this this <laughs> this actor uh this actor that plays him, I believe his name. Sorry, I just had it um, pulled up. Um um Puri or something like that. Yeah, um 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Purry. Uh, yeah. It was so odd, especially for him to have to, because he's not that old. You know, he had to sit in the makeup chair for quite a while to film, like I, I think several hours just to film this one scene. And I was like, that is so weird. Like, why wouldn't you just Dude, hire an actor who is that old? Does he not like resemble slightly a little bit like Edward James Olmos? Oh, shit. Yeah, I could totally see that, dude. I, like, yeah. I, I thought it was him. I was like, that's fucking weird, man. Hey, yeah, it's like, where was Edward James almost when you were doing this? You know, he would have been he would have been killer in this. Um, but, yeah, this is where Will basically meets, um, um, yeah, basically meets Dr. Zayas and they go over, um, <clears throat> they go over kind of like the rules, which is what's interesting about this scene and why it seems kind of out of place because, um because obviously nobody around him knows what's going on. They don't know what's happening to Will. They can't really say anything. Um, no one really right, has this is the only moment. Yeah, this is the only moment where you get the mythos kind of spelled out for you, right? Right, yeah. And not even he even says, you really need to be talking to like a shaman or someone. I don't really know. I don't, you know, I don't know all the rules. I don't have the herbs or the fucking incantations. doctors doing their referrals and not sure whatever the fuck they're, they're doing. Right, yeah, he's like, here, I'm just going to diagnose you, but I don't know half this shit. Um, but this, you know, Will's basically just asking him about what happens uh, What happens with this wolf. Uh, he says, eventually at the full moon, he will consume him, killing everything, you know, but his, uh, killing everything uh, but but his heart, basically. Um, yeah, at the, at the, I think that's at the first full moon. Uh, yeah, killing everything but his nature and his heart, um, which is, I mean, obviously this is just pretty disturbing. It's um, fucking wild. Yeah, but this this guy is 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 crazy because he's not only kind of like a bearer of bad news, but he's kind of weirdly optimistic in a way about all this. He's excited, you know. And we figure out why, you know, uh, that he wants Will to bite him. He wants but, to, yeah, he wants to become one, right? And I love that conversation. He's like, you know, speaking of strange and mystical experiences, I've been told that I'm dying, and he's like, you know, here's a gift. And he gives Will the talisman that will ke- apparently keep the wolf at bay. It causes him great pain. It might even drive him out. Um, and he gives Will the talisman and he says, you know, I would just request that you bite me, you know, and, and he, he's, he, I love Will's line. He's like, you'd rather be damned than die. And he's like, damnation is not a part of my process of belief. I'm like, that's great. That is a great line back to that. I think that's fantastic. Um, but I, this conversation is great. You know, like he's kind of playing devil's advocate a little bit. He's not quite saying this is exactly what's going on. This is what he believes is going on, you know, but he he's he's kind of playing a little bit of both sides, especially when Will's like, you know, he's like, not that I subscribe to any of this, but he interrupts him. He's like, neither do I really only to the possibility. I'm like, that's awesome. That's a really good line. This guy's is like Yoda. Basically, he's got a great mysticism about him and seems very wise. Um but either way, Will refuses to bite him, you know, and, and I mean, I understand why. Um, but he, he he straight up says to him, uh, you know, he's like, I just I'm sorry, I, I, I can't, you know, and he's like, well, maybe, you know, um, he's like, but, you know, try to um, he basically he tells me he's like, try to believe, you know, try to believe in what's going on. Don't try to negate all of this so much. He's like, and maybe if you believe in your gift, someday you can come back and repay it to me. You know, he's like, I, I still, you know, that, that offer is still on the table. Um, <clears throat> let me ask you something. Would you do it? Would you bite him? Um, I, he, I he, don't think so. 
I no, because I don't. I don't think even he's aware of like what the fuck he's getting himself into. Mm-hmm. And, like he's just taking like all these like wild guesses and like like you know hypothesis hypothesizing and shit and theories. Like he doesn't really know what he's getting himself into. Like whereas if I if I'm the one biting him, like I know what I'm about to do to him. So I'm just gonna be like, um, no, this is for your own benefit. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. It's like maybe maybe you think the the grass is greener on the other side, but that's not necessarily true. Um, but I, I guess in the face of uh, in the you know in the face of what he of what's going on with him, I guess it's something he's like. Well, I'd rather deal with something than not deal with anything at all. Uh, I think I'd do it, man. I know that sounds weird, but like I would have liked to have seen at least some kind of scene later on where you know either he was following Will and Will just attacked him outright, you know, because he's losing more of his humanity and it ends up turning him, you know, into the wolf. Like I wouldn't mind seeing that scene, um, just because I mean this guy is one of. There's only so many people around Will who are like loyal to him like that and actually are kind of, even if it is for his own benefit, he's wanting to help him. He still says, he's like, keep the talisman. He's like, keep it. You know, it's a gift. You know, he's like, I don't, I don't really need it. Um, but I, I, I love this whole scene uh, between them. But I, I, I mean, I got to say, I do it, man. You know, this guy is just afraid of dying. He asks you to do it. It's like, well, I guess like, I understand the concerns of like, well, I don't want to, yeah, I don't think you know what you're getting yourself into. He's like, well, it's better than not dying. Um, I don't know. I think I'd do it just out of, just out of some kind of weird pity. You know, if he really wanted me to, it's like, all right, you know, um, get some dinner in me first. I mean, God, I got to do something. Well, um, you can fucking live with yourself after that, Colin, you piece of shit. Oh, I will. I fucking love dogs. I fucking love werewolves and dogs. Uh, you keep, you keep them as your pet. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this, this is where we get the scene with, um, with Will calling Laura and telling, you know, trying to explain to her what happened that I've, you know, I fell on it. You know, listen, God damn it. I fell. I hit my head. Um, and she, she even says, you know, did, and you didn't think to come back to my cottage. You know, he's like, no, it didn't occur to me to come back at six o'clock in the morning, knock on your door and ask yep. you to take care of me again. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's definitely good, logical. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's great. Um, but, um, this is, uh, you know, they, they agree to meet up, I think, the following night. Uh, and I love that. She's like, I'll be there at 830 at your hotel, but you better be there and you better look hurt. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I actually like that. The humor in this is great. Um, but this scene with fucking him, him wolfing out, uh, I guess I, I, it goes to the zoo first. We see David Schwimmer. This is David Schwimmer's like, like I know. De- debut in any movie. This Well, this is the year that Friends started. Oh, is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I literally looked it up because I'm like, surely David Schwimmer is is big by now, right? Like, why the fuck would he be be, be playing a cop? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is this is the year that uh, Friends had started, so I don't think it had taken off quite yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is this is all this is all really great. I, I love this scene. Um, especially with the animals kind of, uh, the animals freaking out. He gets to, you know, they get one handcuff on him and he dashes away up that rock wall. I was like, holy shit. Uh, but this scene <laughs> with these guys trying to mug at me, Hey, Mr. Let us borrow some money, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is goofy. I see. I, I, it's goofy, but at the same time, I like, I like the humor and I've got about a thousand dollars in my wallet. How much would you like to borrow? Five, 10. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I like the, the dialogue in it, but there is something, especially with Spader's wolf, like later on, he looks not well. Like there's something kind of wrong with him. Like I was like, ah, I don't really like the way he looks. And like, I like Nicholson's kind of, I think that he can portray this kind of thing without 
you know, the, the soul patch and the mutton chops and the, and the, the teeth. It's like, dude, if you'd have just given him the eyes and, you know, maybe a little bit of extra facial hair, I could have bought this, but he's, he looks well, like kind of silly, man. If I saw this guy, I wouldn't sit there and pull a gun on him. Are you kidding me? He's fucking terrifying yeah. looking. Well, exactly. And that's, uh, that's, I think that comes down to what I said earlier. Like Nicholson just has that face. Right, yeah. It's like, dude, just let Nicholson be Nicholson or or maybe not cast like such a harsh light on him. Put him in the dark and when he comes out, these people are like, holy shit. And then, you know, shit hits the fan. But either way, he tears that guy a new fucking asshole when he pulls the gun on him. Um, I, and I, I like the way that the action is shown, just that kind of shot of Jack Nicholson's face. And there's a lot of these like rush cuts where you can't quite tell what's going on because that feels so real to me. You know, if you've ever been in a fight or some kind of altercation or like a car crash, like everything just... It happens so oh, okay. fast. It like blurs. Yeah. Like I, I, I kind of like that. Um, well, I was, I was wondering why you liked it because I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I think, I think it's just. I wasn't a fan because it's just kind of like, oh, we're kind of cheaping out, or like we're just doing the easy thing because it's mm-hmm. so easy to do that. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think that. <laughs> because they show so little of the attacks and like the physical, the physicality of what's going on, it kind of lets your mind make it up. Um, and that, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I like. Uh, you know, the fact that we don't see him rip this guy to shreds, but we can pretty much put two and two together. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not saying like, do like a close up of him, like ripping this guy apart. Right. I mean, you like, you can do it tastefully. Like you can literally just pull the shot back as far as you can and just see like the silhouette of him, like going at this guy. Like, you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that would be great. Or just them cloaked in shadow, like letting you figure yeah. it out. Like, yeah. um, but, um, but I, I, I love this, you know, of course the next day, uh, Will's actually finalizing the papers with Alden. Um, yeah. And we see him confront Stuart, um, and he just tells Stuart flat out, he's like, you know, uh, he's, he, you know, or no, Stuart asked him, he says, Hey, are you still open to that senior consultant thing? He's like, no, I got a better offer from this house actually. And he throws oh, in the contract. This like, scene Ooh. is fucking fantastic. Yeah. I did what you did. I nagged Alden until he gave me your job. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, and just their dialogue when he's like, when I don't, I don't understand when he's like, uh, in my free time, I've had a lot of it lately. I'm like, Oh, that's another dig, you know, at like the personal life of what's been going on. And, Oh my God. Like you can, I don't know if Stuart is so scared that he's just like dumbfounded. Like, wow. Like he had no idea what was happening. Um, but he is uh, the fucking deer in the headlights, like dick, like dictionary picture definition of, of fucking deer in the headlights. Um, but yeah, I gotta say he bounces back quick though. He's like, well, the best man won, you know, I didn't like the way I got it and I couldn't give it up. And I hope that we can work together without rancor. You're fired. You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good delivery. And, um, and just him begging him, you know, please don't do it. You know, it'll ruin me. You know, just uh, let me lay up, let me, you know, stay out my contract and I'll say that I'll quit. Give me a couple months. Um, yeah, and just will. Nah, it's not what's best for the firm. Um, but I, I, and then he proceeds to piss on his shoes, on his suede shoes. But it's not that that gets me. It's the line, I'm just mocking my territory. Ha, uh, ha, ha. God, it's uh, like, I know you've got to have something to come back from that line, but like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, I mean, I know it's a bit of a double entendre. I was marking my territory and you got in the way, you know. Oh, the wolf thing and the corporate thing. Ha, ha. But like, <clears throat> the, the one exchange of this that is 
fucking hilarious is when he's like, he's like, nice. These are suede shoes. And he goes, asparagus. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love that, dude. Dude, I I, I actually laughed out loud. (laughs) That is so fucking great. great. I love this, man. That's, That's the kind of stuff like... You know what this yeah. humor almost reminds me of is like British Edgar Wright, like very quick kind of like humor that you're kind of like, wait, what yeah. did he say? And yeah. it takes you a second to get it. Like, I love that. But Will's victory is uh, very short lived because he finds some black guy's fingers in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. Fucking just, just, just fucking severed fingers, wedding ring, chucks yeah. it in the sink. Jesus Christ, man. Like that is, oh my God. Um, but, um, but yeah, Will freaks out. He takes off back to the hotel. There's Charlotte waiting there for him. Uh, this is kind of an important scene, uh, strictly because they have an argument. You know, she's begging him to take him back. He's, you know, um, you know, basically saying, get the fuck out of here. But the, uh, I guess the hotel clerk sees them having this argument. And this will come back kind of like later on with Richard Jenkins' character. Um, but yeah, he's, do you think that it's better that you betrayed me with a man who meant nothing to you? Do you know that you betrayed me for nothing? I'm like, damn, dude. Um, that's it's it's a great scene, you know. But it's it's very short and nothing really to like take away from it except for the fact that we see Laura Alden waiting downstairs after they have their altercation, which is awkward as fuck. Um, dude, she's like there, and she's like, oh, okay, well, okay, right? Uh, like, just- holy shit. I'm still get I'm still get I'm still getting that dick, but yeah, right. I'm still getting that wolf dick, but um, yeah. that red rocket. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know he's probably been neutered. Um, <laughs> dog puns for the win. Dog um, puns because there isn't enough in the movie. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, basically, Laura uh, Laura knocks on the door. Will tells her to go away. She gets the maid to let her in. She finds Will has handcuffed himself to the radiator um but her her uh her thing here like what was his plan <laughs> just kind of cold turkey like just wet it out i guess you know like i'm like dude if you're anything like what you think that you can do you know you can rip that radiator off the fucking wall yeah like you know you That's can do that like, too. yeah it's like you need to go like somewhere caged like 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 you need to be somewhere you just absolutely can't escape um but, uh, but, yeah, and I love the way she picks the lock, you know, and she just, you know, she flat out, you know, mm. um, you know, because it kind of makes her, you know, that you, it kind of help. it's, it, in writing, I could imagine writing the script, we say, okay, well, how do we get him out of here? You know, not only do we need something to get him out of these handcuffs, but we, you know, why don't we use that as a character building moment for her and show that she has some kind of, you know, she's been around some rough characters and stuff. I'm like, I love that. I think that's great writing. Um, I, I think that's that's really interesting for them just to kill two birds with one stone like that. Um, but uh, and again, more dialogue uh, from between them because it's it's just uh, – <laughs> Because they 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 have great dialogue, you know. She's like, "You're a good man. You know, you don't know that I'm a good man. Yes, I do. Then why is this happening? Like, that's great. I you know, I thought only the ones who were evil were cursed. Um, it's really, really, it's and it's good. You know, we need something while she's picking this lock. And I I like the re how realistic it is. It's not just like, oh, here, and he's out. You know, it takes a minute, man. Yeah, I gotta fucking pick a lock with a paperclip. Like, give me a second. Um, but what, I mean, what did you think of this exchange between them? Like, cause it does go on for a while though. I'm like, dude, it like, does. you could cut this a little short. Well, I was like, how the fuck, how long does it take her to pick this fucking lock? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I realized she's white. So she hasn't 
<laughs> Boom. Zing. Race jokes. One um, star. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to come back and bite me in the ass one day when I'm a fucking lawyer, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, hey, just just make sure you delete those tweets or whatever it is before they get a hold of you. Yeah, I'll do it, James Gunn. Yeah, exactly. But, um, or, or fucking Ryan um, Johnson, dude. Ryan Johnson deleted, like, 3,000 tweets know, after they fucking... <laughs> He sweated his ass off and he just uh, bulk deleted. Um, it's a it's a good conversation, man. I mean, like, there's, I mean, there's not much to it. I mean, I, again, I'm not really interested in the romance element of this, so I didn't really take it, like, take it as much as you did. Um, but I was just like, eh, okay, it's it's fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that sounds shallow. I know, but I, I don't yeah. Know. Well, I mean, because it is, they, I actually read something where they had to change her character up to a certain point because she was just almost like a damsel in distress. Right. Uh, and, like, I, I initially didn't like her character. Right. Uh, because it felt like that. If, if, if it were a lesser actor playing her, I couldn't, like, Michelle Pfeiffer, again, she has that animalistic, I mean, those eyes, but then also, like, that, that kind of, like, walk that she has, that very animal-like. Slinky. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's almost like a panther. You know, it's like, holy shit. Um, or a cat. Yeah, or or a cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's like a a small mountain lion or a cat, Colin. That'll also work too. You could say a cat. Um, <laughs> but um, we yeah, see because she's proven herself. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but she's uh, we see these scenes. You know, she and she and Will wind up staying the night together. Uh, Will ends up escaping anyways and uh, I guess she just doesn't notice or she doesn't give a fuck because she's a wolf which I've said a thousand times Uh, Um, but uh, they wake up together but I mean obviously this is very short lived that's one thing about Will you know these nice moments you know oh yeah it's awesome you know just just, oh yeah I could jump real high and you know I fucked over Stuart and you know blah blah and all this stuff but his moments of victory are extremely short lived uh, like nothing it's it, and I think that has everything to do with, you know, um, you know, the elements of like a tragic story, you know, like I'm not saying it's like an extremely tragic story. Uh, I mean, there are I mean, obviously his wife gets, you know, his wife gets murdered. He finds out he loses his job. He finds out his, you know, his best friend is fucking his wife and trying to take his job. It's like, holy shit. Um, but uh, this I fucking love. This is where we get Richard Jenkins. Uh, dude, this guy is like, uh, th- this guy is so great. Cause this, this is the era that I like remember him from this and like, which is, uh, which is oh. Eastwick. Uh, He's a boss. Yeah. I love him. Like, this is the era that I remember him from. So seeing him in, like, Step Brothers and then, like, Cabin in the Woods, I was like, oh, okay, that guy, yeah. Uh, you know, but he's kind of had, like, what we were talking about with Michael Keaton on Spotlight, he's kind of had this, like, resurgence. You know, Richard Jenkins is in so much shit. And you never realized how much stuff he was actually in. But, um... Basically, the police show up, which is, you know, Richard, Richard Jenkins and his partner, um, they show up um, to question Will, uh, basically, because his wife has been murdered, uh, which is like, holy shit. Uh, and that shakes the shakes the fuck out of Will. And I, I love that. He's like, can I have a word with you in private? And he's like, well, anything, you know, anything you can say to me, you know, you can you can say in front of my girlfriend. He's like, your wife was found murdered this morning. Like, oh, shit. Just straight like, up. OK, see you later. Right. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, they say her body was found near the park, which is, we know, kind of like Will's roaming ground. He's attacked, you know, he's attacked, attacked those guys there before, went to the zoo. Um, but uh, he asked, you know, how was she killed? I, you know, I believe they just kind of, uh, you know, they say her throat was torn out. 
Um, it's like, holy <laughs> shit. Wild. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, definitely from some kind of animal attack. Um, but the, the, the chemistry between Pfeiffer and Jenkins right here, you know, um, yeah, they're, tr- they're, tr- they're kind of starting to press them from stuff. Uh, they're saying, you know, where were you all last night? You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and this is where he drops the fact, you know, the clerks said they saw you two arguing in the lobby. Um, you know, like, I, I like this this whole thing between them because he's like, you know, if you could just come down to the station and make a few questions. She's like, no way. Not without a court order. He's like, you know, just yeah. just asking. <laughs> this, <laughs> he's this, great. This kind of, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. But this kind of made me think that she was like, she had a, a, some legal background. Like she's 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 parrying with all the right the right answers. Like you don't have a court order to ask him to come down to the station. Right. Yeah. You're not pressing any charges against him. Yeah. Like you can't you can't do anything. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. I I just he he plays a bumbling cop like so well. Like he tries to put on a front. He's like, well, I can do all this, and she's like, no, you can't. <laughs> he just like fumbles it. He's fantastic. I, I I love Jenkins. Every time he appears in something now, uh, like I'm just like I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, we, we kind of, uh, sorry. Uh, this again, this is where stakes kind of get turned up like a notch because not only, you know, it was, this was just a movie about a guy who at first lost his job and then you find out that he's a werewolf and that his wife is cheating on him and that his wife is and murdered. found a few <laughs> fingers in his pocket. Right. It's like, holy shit. Like this movie does a good job of kind of, we don't, it does, it does it, ramp shit up. Right, yeah, it, it it revs shit up just you know just enough, and it's not it's not overbearing. Um, the pacing of it is really well. I like that. Um, but this we get the scene. I love this exchange between Alden and Stewart, where they start talking about you know I just hope they don't go after Will. He's a husband. You know he's the one that they go after. They were separated. It would, that would not be good for the stock. Um, but I I love you know because this is I mean if you don't know it at this point, Stewart murdered her. Like last night, Stewart's the one who attacked her and murdered her. Uh, yeah, so literally, does he remember that? He wouldn't remember that though. No, I think he does because he's trying to, like, he doesn't really, he doesn't really know what's happening to him. He doesn't have any idea, and I'm not sure of whether I. I think he did it intentionally because he he knows. I, I don't know. I think that either he knows something's up with Will and whatever's going on with Will is happening to him. And he's like, okay, well, whatever's happening to me is happening to Will, and I'll just frame him for this. And I still get the job, and I still get, you know, he's vindictive like that. It is not really even about the job anymore, like having a salary and, oh, I've got a, you know, blah, blah. This is way more about Stuart wanting to get back mm-hmm. at him. Uh, but yeah. just, that's that's just what I took away from it. Um, but this exchange between Plummer and and uh, and Spader is great because I I love what he says. He's like he's like oh um who did Will name as his successor? He's like uh, or no would the, would Will's contract still be you know would 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 everything still be in order um, if he's convicted? Right, and he's like well yeah he's uh, and even if that happens you know he'll. Um, yeah, he he's named Rory McAllister as his his successor. You know, or, or no, that's that's just you know if Will's arrested, he gets if he, if he's convicted. Uh, uh, oh yeah, no, no, no. He says, would that contract still hold if he was arrested? Uh, yes, unless of course he was convicted, which of course you'll have to just keep your fingers crossed. I was like, oh shit, dude, Plumber's so great right there. Yeah, but then, like I know what you're what you're getting at. Right, and that's the kind of why I believe that it's totally intentional that 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 Spader murdered her and is trying to frame him. Um, because, but his response is great. He's like, uh, he he's like, he's like, no, 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 I didn't mean. He's like, well, what did you mean? He's like, I meant that I love Will and I hope that he's innocent. 
And uh, yeah, I love Will, and I hope that he's innocent. Uh, but and if he is, fuck the job. But if he isn't, fuck fuck Roy McAllister. I'm like, oh, that's great, man. I I love that 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 kind of uh, that kind of exchange between them. But uh, this is where we see that Laura and and Will are just getting out of the city, which is probably a great move. Um, this is like, I mean, probably the smartest thing, you know, you should have done a long time ago, you know, oh, hey, I live in a big compound with stables for horses, you know, and I can keep you locked up where you're not going to eat anybody. Um, like, I was like, oh, my God, that's like, I, I, I feel like I would have done that a long time ago. Um, but, you know, but uh, this is basically where we see, you know, there's, there's Will's asleep in the car, but she sees the mud on his boots, which is like, oh, shit, he's been out. You know, so he definitely went out at some point. So she's starting, yeah. even she, she's starting to question like what's going on with Will. Um, so I guess this kind of does like shoot a theory and the whole fact that she's a wolf kind of thing. But I still subscribe to it. Um, but uh, basically, they they sneak Will in. Uh, you know, they can't really have anybody here. Um, uh, can't can't really have anybody there knowing that he's there. You know, obviously he's uh, he's about to be a suspect in a murder. Um, but um, they agree. What basically right here? I think they agreed to just lock Will up for the night. They you know decided to put him in one of the stables. Um, yeah, like cold turkey style. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, you know the cops basically they call her because they f- figured out who she was. Um, you know, just uh, just trying to say that you know we just need you guys to come down here and and make some kind of statement. Um, you know, can you come in tomorrow? Um, you know, and make the statement that I asked for today. Which is, um, which is interesting. Uh, well, what's interesting is actually the DNA thing. You know, they, she says yeah, they still want a DNA swab, and they're like, no, there's some kind of canine DNA mixed in it, and makes the whole thing useless. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit! It's like it's been messed up. Yeah. Right. Um, so basically, they think that she was attacked by some kind of animal, some kind of dog, uh, and that really freaks uh, Laura Laura Alden out. You know, she's highly suspicious of Will now, um, and it's great too. You know, especially when she comes back to the, the he comes back to the car and he's right behind her. You know, it's just it's kind of setting things up in that way that um, you know that he might have murdered her because we kind of forget. It's kind of it's a bit of a revelation that. That Stewart, you know, yeah, he got bit in the hand, but we haven't seen any scenes or any indication that um, that that was Stewart is turning into this thing. There hasn't been anything like that, um, which is I, I think that's super interesting. You know, we kind of start getting things um, start getting things in motion in these scenes because Laura, they lock Will up in the stable. She goes to make a statement, and at the same time, Richard Jenkins says, you know, I've got um, I've got I've got you know a guy who says he's Randall's best friend out here ready to give a statement. Um, <laughs> They've got five new murders. They've got a kid with his hand missing out there. I was like, "Holy shit!" Um, but uh, but you know, the, these scenes are a, a, a great. Uh, th- I think these are my favorite part in the movie. Uh, not the whole, <laughs> not this, in, not the not the, the extreme. Do what in the police station? Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say not the not the transitional scene that takes like four minutes no. of her driving and just shows no. him wolfing out in the stable. I'm like, "Holy shit!" That does take a fucking long time. Um, but this James Spader, this is the best part of this movie for me. This gave me nightmares as a kid because James, again, let the performance do the work, give James Spader yellow contacts and he will play creepy so well that he will scare the fuck out of you as an adult. Like he still scares the fuck guy. out of me, dude. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the this is where it's fantastic. Right. Uh, This is where they they wind up uh, having their first kind of exchange. Uh, He says, you know, that he was his best friend. Of course, she knows exactly what's going on. She doesn't know that he's 
turning into a wolf, but she knows, oh, you're the piece of shit that fucked Will over and slept with his wife and blah, blah, blah. But what's great is they don't really show a whole lot of Stuart's face at first. We're doing a lot of back ahead shots. And then when it cuts to him, I mean, with those yellow eyes, it's like, fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when he first approaches her, I was like, does he... It, does it look like he has weird eyes? Like, a weird, and then like, <laughs> I was so annoyed because they didn't cut back to a, to him, like to his face on, like for ages. And I was like, can you hurry up and cut back? Because I didn't know if I saw what I think I saw. Right. Yeah. Kind of, kind of trails you along. I like that. I like it a lot. Um, but I, I, I love, I love the way she just straight up. She's like, were you bitten? Oh, dude. Uh, th- that this is like the climax of this movie for me. Like I am coming everywhere yeah. right now. Like what, like the what, fight- what, what an odd question. Oh, dude. He's like, she's like, were you bitten? He's like, what? Yeah, you were you bitten on the hand. What? What an odd question. What a very odd question. And I was like, holy oh, he's shit. So good. That is fucking terrifying, man. Um, and he just straight says it. He's like, why are you here? You know, and I, I was like, oh god, man. He he is so he, like. You know who should have played Jeffrey Dahmer? James Bader. Like, at some point in his career, dude, he would have crushed. Totally, like, man. He would have crushed a Jeffrey Dahmer movie, like, or a biopic, I guess. Um, he crushes it in The Office as oh, a weirdo. Dude. dude, you've got to see Less Than Zero. He's like a, he's a fucking drug dealer. You know what? I'm pimp- putting it on the list. Dude, he's, he's pimping people out and selling cocaine. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I fucking love James Bader sounds, in that movie. Sounds like my Saturday night. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but, um... This is where they call Stuart in, and he says he would like to get together with Miss Alden. You know, can we get together after this? He's like, oh, yeah, of course. And he smells her from, like, the belly button up. I was like, holy shit, man, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Um, it's things like that that you just lay it on a little thick. Like, it's film. It could be – you could be a little bit more subtle with just him having, like, a – and you, we understand, oh, okay, he's starting to wolf out. And she understands that now, too. That's why this whole com- this whole confrontation is freaking her the fuck out. But I love as he walks over, he gets to the door and he turns around and he goes, don't break our date now. She says, I won't. And he just does that one quick yeah. wink. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. And she gets the fuck I out of there. Know. I don't know. I don't get his motivations with her. Like, is he just trying to rape her? Is that it? I think he I think he can smell Will. Like, he knows that, like, mm, he knows yeah, the that Will. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And that's why he kind of starts getting, what an odd question. What are you doing after this? Where are you going? Blah, blah, blah. I think it's, again, it's that vindictive stride. But he's then, like, like, even when you get to the barn, like, he's just concerned with, like, raping her. Right, yeah. I think that's, I think that's kind of, like, the, the thing is, like, he doesn't have to fight Will right then because Will's locked up. It's like, holy shit, this could not, this could not be a better scenario for him. Um, uh, but, you know, we see, um, we see the, uh, we see that Stuart finally giving his, uh, finally giving his side of the story, basically saying that he was best friends with Will, that, the uh, you know, that they were having an affair. Uh, but the, just this, like, he plays a very subtle, feral kind of thing that I like a lot. He, his is not over the top, you know? Um, he's, he's not, I like that there's no fangs. He's not growing hair on the side of his face. I'm like, dude, like, like, I like this. It's subtle, you know? It's just the eyes. That's all we needed. Um, but this is where he says that, you know, they were having an affair and Will found out, which is, again, he's murdered her. He's trying to get him set up like, I, you know, like trying to get this whole thing pinned back on Will, uh, which Will, you know, and the whole time is, is freaking out in that stable with the fucking medallion, you know, on his chest. Um, 
And we cut back to Stewart's thing. You know, he leaned in, he bit me, and he urinated on my shoe. He told me he would kill her, and I didn't listen. I didn't believe him. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. He's just setting himself up, like, just perfect, like, just perfectly. Um, And there's something also, you know what I see a lot in in James Spader is, like, Bill Skarsgård. Like, the eyes are, like, shifty. Like, they're kind of, like, spread out Mm. a little bit farther. He's got a very, like, Bill Skarsgård kind of look to me, especially with those contacts in. Yeah. Well, uh, also another thing, man. Do these cops, like, not realize anything? Like, this this guy's eyes are weird. Right, yeah. I'm like, I mean, I, I, how do you not? I would have liked to have seen him at least try to do something to, like, get it under control before he goes in. Like, if he can change his eye color or put a pair of sunglasses on, like, something. Yeah. And 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 he's very fucking hairy. Like the back of his neck is like a forest. Right now, this this is where something's kind of messing with me because I'm like, why why do you need to show up and do this like now? Like I I, I understand like you like you want to have you know you want to have your cake and eat it too. You're you're not only are you fucking over Will, but you're going to try and, and rape Michelle Pfeiffer in front of him. You know, I I don't get at this point. Why don't you just hang back? You've set everything up in motion. Like, is this just, you know, is, is this his kind of flaw? Like, his vindictiveness is just so hot? Or is it something of the animal that's, like, making him do it? Uh, I, th- I think that, like, what what uh, Dr. Alizea says is, you know, being the wolf is not necessarily bad. The heart of the man is still the same. You can be a good wolf. So I don't know if this is because Stewart is such a backstabbing, vindictive piece of shit that it's it's kind of extrapolating. I'm chalking it up to that. Yeah, it's kind of just making him act out even more. I'm not 100% sure, but I guess it's not super it's not super important, but I've always worried about, or I've always wondered about like his intentions at the end of this. I'm like, dude, just sit back. Like, the dominoes are falling. Um, But, you know, Miss Alden, uh, she's, she's running back to the compound. Um, Stuart makes his, uh, you know, Stuart makes his um, confession and when he leaves i love that's that's kind of like that that shot in jingo that we were talking about that looks so great just that quick on his face and he's like mm. you know and then he just leaves he just leaves immediately i'm and like, it's like a, shit. it's just a zoom like yeah it's not anything it's so jarring the first time they do it it takes me out of it um mm. but not long after uh miss alden shows back up to i guess i just call it the alden compound uh stewart shows back up or Stuart shows up, and I love him talking to the the guard, the George, the guard. Oh, he's so uh, creepy. Oh, dude, George, I'm here to see Miss Miss Alden, George. But, you know, by, uh, by the way, by the way, George is from The Wire. He plays Judge Phelan. For anyone who listens, watches The Wire, I've never seen that. I didn't know he was in it. Great, great fucking show. Um, this 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 exchange actually one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. George is like, "Well, I'm afraid I'll have to call. Uh, may I ask what your business with Miss Malden is, sir? My business is pleasure, George. Does she look like the fuck of the decade or what?" <laughs> I was like, Dude, "Holy I was fuck! Like, well, this is this this goal this escalated really quickly." Yeah, and just his whole backup. All righty. I was like, dude, this guy is fucking terrifying. Um, and I love, you know, just the look on James Fader's face after he charges the gate. And a- as he's driving, I was like, holy shit, that actually looks great. As he, as he like runs over him, James, I was like, God, that looks, it looks great again. Like, and it's not a whole lot. He's kind of got a little bit of hair coming in, but there's not like the fangs. It's not like the full scale look that we get of him later. That looks kind of silly. Um, I just, I just didn't care for it. Basically, by the time he gets out of the car, he's got like a brow piece on and like, he's got the fangs and the mustache. And I was like, dude, I just don't dig that. Like I did. Yeah, it I, grew really quickly. 
Right. It's like I dig. I can dig James Spader just being James Spader with some contacts in. Uh, but uh, basically, yeah, and uh, and uh, Stewart he winds up uh, murdering the murdering the guard. Laura's trying to pack a bag and get the fuck out of there. Will's freaking out on the stables. You know, we're all starting now, or you know, we can kind of. We kind of feel like our, our, you know, our we're starting to go down the drain a little bit. Our story's starting to wind down. Um, and so this, am I because I'm. This is my least favorite part of the movie. Yeah, like especially with the scenes with Stewart. Um, you know where he starts talking about, <clears throat> you know, don't play any games with me, Laura. You know, don't you? What's ha- no what? What's happening to me? Um, I don't. I don't mind them as much, but it just goes on for. for I mean, just two line. Their fight goes on for too long as well. Yeah, the um, fight is so drawn out. Right, and but <clears throat> I guess, and it kind of just confirms what we're talking about. You know, Stewart even says, you know, now don't play coy with me. You know what happened to Charlotte, right? And he literally says something about him him murdering her. Um. Uh, but the, you know, she we see we see kind of you know her her kind of um, her trying to to coax him you know uh, like co- coax him into something you know oh I asked Will if there were more at home just like him you know I was like holy shit um, <clears throat> but I love as she's you know she as as they start attacking she gets that fire extinguisher lights him up and then decks him in the fucking jaw with that thing dude that is great I love the way that looks um, all the fog around her. Um, I don't. I don't mind some of this, especially when <clears throat> there's all the fire extinguisher fumes and Spader leaps from the fumes. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, I like that kind of stuff because they give it these real wide shots and it looks great. Uh, in my opinion, that's just me. Um, but yeah, basically, as as Stewart's trying to attack her, uh, you know, she manages to fight him off to some degree, and uh, and you know, like, I love that fucking kick to the face that she gives him, but. There's a scene where as Spader's walking past Nicholson and Nicholson's looking at him, he just looks at Nicholson and just barely growls. Like, I just flexes a little bit. I was like, I fucking love the way it looks. Um, Because the slow motion does get ridiculous, but God, there's some good scenes with it, but it's so redundant that you just, it devalues like all the time. Uh, Will finally is able to get the uh, the medallion off, and he jumps over jumps over the um, <clears throat> jumps over the wall of the stable, um, and he and Stewart have a good old fashioned cat fight. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, I I I like <clears throat> the one thing I do like as they're fighting is the the kind of almost like the frame rate of things. They fuck with the frame rate in some ways, where they show them actually biting on each other. Um, because it's not, it's a, it's a little hokey looking and it's a little cheesy, but at the same time, it's not, I like that they're not giving it too much. You know, it's kind of like watching two dogs fight each other. There's going to be a lot of blood and it's going to happen really quickly. Um, but the whole thing of him picking up the pitchfork and like slashing him in the face and stabbing him with it and the whole being chased outside. I like that. See, I thought I like the the it it seemed kind of corny to me, especially once he yeah. he sla- he just bull rushes him, and I was like, dude, he's got a pickaxe in his hand, like you're a werewolf, yeah. do something, like fucking <laughs> like jump over um, it or the way the fight ends with the the tossing on the fucking stairs, I was like, god damn, they got your ribs, yeah, See right. Ya. Um, I don't like some of the stuff that they do, like with the frame rate, especially when he actually lifts him up and they speed up the the the. Kind of like the George Miller does that a lot in the Mad Max movies. I'm just not a fan of it. I just don't like the way that that looks. Um, but yeah, he. I, I guess he thinks that the throw just kills kills him for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but he gets up, grabs. Yeah, he just starts walking away. Yeah, fucking retard. Exactly. I'm like, what do you think? He like broke his neck or something? Like he's a werewolf. Like I get it. Go check he, on him. 
Yeah, exactly. Or just just go rip his throat out real quick or something. Hey, why didn't you poke him with a stick like you actually poked a dog? Yeah, right? Um, but thankfully, you know, as he, he gets up and he jumps with the shears to stab Will, uh, uh, Laura's there and she shoots him with, uh, with the security guard's gun. Uh, and we see right away that he's starting to, like, de-evolve. He just turns right back into a human being. Um, which I don't mind the shot of that. I love the shot of his hand as it's, like, dissolving back into a normal hand because that's obviously a throwback <clears throat> to Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr., which is kind of how they did those shots back in the day. Um, but yeah, Will escapes, essentially just leaving Laura to pick up the pieces, fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> just leave her to deal with, like, three dead bodies, and yeah. she's almost been raped. See ya. Like, see ya. Um, you know, I, I, I get it. You can't really control this thing right now, but fuck, man. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> basically, uh, everything really gets pinned on Stuart, right? I mean, they essentially, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe not Charlotte's murder. I think that's why they're still looking for Will. Laura tells Will that he's at Teterboro Airport to throw the cops away from him. Um, and I do actually this like is, this. This is when she looks uh, like most like Catwoman. Oh, fuck yeah, for sure. With that all black and that uh, almost like a turtleneck she's got on. Um and I like Alden, too, Raymond Alden, when he shows up. You know, he actually is somewhat concerned. You know, even though we've seen that they don't get along, he, you know, obviously doesn't want her dead. You know, he kind of, he's already lost one child. Like, regardless of whether, what their relationship is like, to lose her, I think would really, because they say the, the, that their mother's dead, too. It's like, dude, this guy would be all alone. Like, I actually like it when he shows up. He's like, Laura! Like, he's like yelling for her. I, I really like it. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, basically they say that Tom's dead. Um, <clears throat> that they, um, you know, they, uh, th- they're just basically trying to figure out where Will is. Um, and they kind of reconcile her and her dad. Um, and, uh, basically they ask her to come in and give the statement that she never gave earlier. Cause she just bailed out after, you know, James Spader went all fucking creepy on her. Um, but I love as she's walking off, she smells Richard, Richard Jenkins. She's like another vodka tonic. Uh, <laughs> no, no, thanks. It's no, really no. good. Um, and you also show kind of like their hearing, which is great. Uh, he leans into his officer. He's like, how the hell did she know that we've been drinking? She's like, you can smell it from a mile away. Like she's, she's so far away from them. I was like, holy shit. I dig it. I dig it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the end of Wolf. We see, you know, we see her just kind of walking out to the, to the green and these weird tracking shots that look like the the straight, like this reminds me of the shining. Now that you said it, just these shots through the woods and. Um, we see that Will's basically become a full-fledged wolf now and, uh, like, hanging out with, like, a wolf pack. But that's the thing. Yeah. You know, that kind of reminded me of District 9, actually. I've never seen that. Oh, good movie. Um, but we get these final shots of Laura's eyes being yellow. Like, is this... Because he does say... Dr. Alizaeus does say something. He's like, you don't need to bite someone to turn them into a wolf. You know, the, the, the spirit of the animal can sometimes be enough if somebody's willing so I don't know if this is something that, you know, I guess if biting someone can turn them into a, a werewolf, I guess having sex with them does the same thing. Uh, I just, it I, yeah, it could have been like sexually transmitted or something. I don't know, man. The, the, the rules in this movie are sometimes really flip floppy. And I think that's why I didn't really take to it much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's something like I, I enjoy it, but it leaves the, just, if you left that blast scene out, I would have never subscribed to the theory that she's a wolf this whole time. Like I, like it's just fucking confusing. Um, but yeah, that's fucking it, man. That's wolf. Um, that's wolf. Yeah. Uh, this, this one of, I, I think it's Jay here in 73 on Instagram. He's about the only comment that we got, but he just said underrated. And I agree with that. I know you don't fuck you. I don't care. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I do think that, um, 
I think it's a good movie, and I think it's worth the remake treatment. I think there's a few movies um, that I that I keep in a, in a in a little list of mine. One of them used to be Flatliners of movies that should have been remade and done a little bit like darker and would have been a really really great movie. Um, I think this goes the same thing. I think this, if this were just a little bit darker for an R-rated movie, I mean, it doesn't really. I mean, go hog wild, man. Like don't. Don't just do gore it up, you know, don't just go crazy, but you dropped like four F-bombs, there's no nudity, there's no, like, gore in it at all, like, man. Colin you... wanted to say some tit haze. I mean, I wouldn't have minded that fucking R rating, man, like, come on, you know, um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, what are, what are your final thoughts on this movie? Yeah, um, I didn't love it, I, I did, I did like it, um, it, uh, I do like being introduced to, um, these really sort of, like, old hidden gems, um. I'm not saying that this is like a, a polished gem. It's kind of dirty. It's like a blood diamond. Well, but it's not even worth like a blood diamond. It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fine. I, I I don't think I'll watch it again. I think I think me and you uh, last week you you had the, we had the island and you were like I don't think I'll watch it again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I'll watch this again. Um, that's not that's not that's not saying the quality of this is bad. It's just it's just not for me. Um. You know, there are definitely elements in there that are pretty awesome. Like, uh, you know, Jack Nicholson gives it his all. Dude, James Spader is the reason to watch this movie. Um, but I, I think, I think this, I think the priorities of this movie are kind of misaligned. I think it should have leaned a bit more into the drama slash horror elements instead of the romance stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of would have come off a little bit well, a little bit more, a little bit better. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, I think again, this is one of those movies that I'm like, man, this this deserves a remake treatment. It could be something really cool um, if they, you know, if if they do it right, you know, if if they if they were to still capture kind of the point of this movie is the fact that it's 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 kind of like like I mean I know the a weird comparison like we made earlier Predator Two, but it's kind of got that you know you've got this whole societal thing going on these people who are high class billionaires in the publishing industry industry and they're fucking werewolves murdering each other's wives it's like what the fuck like that that that's automatically interesting to me because you see kind of during the day everybody i think i i think it you could say it's an allegory for what goes on with the with those type of people like during the day they are you know upright citizens and they're going to charity balls and they're you know rubbing elbows with all the right people but at night they're fucking animals you know it's like these same people are you know into some crazy shit that you just don't know about that that's what i take away from it it's kind of like a movie about class in a way um but i mean it's it's nightly it's nicely packed up with a basically a werewolf movie um i love rick baker's effects but i think the the best part about this movie is its subtlety there's not a lot of like crazy action which they're like i'm I'm not gonna lie there could be a little bit more action but anymore and it goes too away from what i feel like is a kind of theme and a kind of aura around the movie that a lot of stuff is subtle the the dialogue is quick and it's a talky kind of thing it's jumping back and forth uh the 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 humor is subtle i think if you stay in line with those kind of like subtleties 
especially when we're just talking about every day to day people. Uh, you know, it's it's the it's the difference between the scene with Jack Nicholson tearing those guys up when they pull a gun on him versus the scene with James Spader talking to Michelle Pfeiffer. You're like, dude, the Sp- the Spader one. I mean, obviously, because it's he they let him just kind of go around with it. I think it's the same thing with Bill Skarsgård and it. I think that Bill Skarsgård is great as it, but I think they do way too much stuff with special effects and fucking with the camera rate uh, or frame rate and, you know, sending him screaming at us at the camera so much that we don't really get to appreciate the performance of Bill Skarsgård. Uh, and I think it's the same thing. I think Nicholson and, and Spader are great on this, but it could have it could have possibly been even better had they just let them do their own thing and not rely so much on, especially later on, you know, the way Spader looks is goofy. And and Will looks kind of goofy as well. Um, you know, I get that he's turning into a wolf, but he looks like a straight up werewolf. You know, um, but yeah, I love this movie. I I love that I got in, introduced to it from an early age, and uh, I'm probably gonna go watch it again right now after talking about it for like three hours. Uh, no, I'm just Boom. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna fucking do that. Um, well, you're a crazy <laughs> person, so I wouldn't put it past you. I I do watch movies religiously. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Monster Squad this month. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, we have we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, come on. Um, but yeah, if you guys uh, want more of this content, you guys want to check us out. Uh, you know, we're basically on all the major podcasting apps, or you can find us. Uh, what was it? MidnightDoubleFeature.Libsyn.com. I think is actually our website. I could be a hundred percent wrong on that, but I don't think I am. Uh, just Google Midnight Double Feature. You know how to find us. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Midnight Double Feature, Instagram, Midnight Double Feature. Uh, also, we've got Twitter now, which is MDF Pod or at MDF Pod. We're also on YouTube. Uh, if you guys like what you hear, rate and review us on iTunes and just let us know what you think, and we'll catch you guys later. Music.